you're live in my end. Let me grab a links. <laughs> oh, good day, CMR land. Good day, good day. Good day, good day. Good day, good day. Movies that How are you? What movie's that from? I can't remember. Uh, I yeah, said good day. I look that up. I said good day. I've got it. I was up all night last night with Zeus. Oh my gosh. Oh no. <sighs> Everything okay? Yeah, it looks like he he's he's eating everything in sight. Which is, mm -hmm. oh, sorry. Who's Zeus? Zeus, the dog. So um literally he got up at 12 o'clock, at two o'clock. At um I don't know. But he had an upset stomach, so he kept having to go because he's eating everything, including two slippers this weekend. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Was it? Yeah, here's the clip. Good morning, everybody. Let me just grab the Facebook link. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hear Zeus barking. <sighs> They're like children that never grow up. I'm waiting on you, uh, Blake. One second. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like there's another one though. There's a. I said good day. Yeah, there's a longer clip. All right, let me grab my uh, five minutes and thirty seconds before I'm supposed to be going live, honey jail. We've only got <sighs> at forty-five. I said good day. All right. There we go. Uh. Mm -hmm. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. <laughs> K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, fashion for everyone. Good day, Sam. <laughs> good, good day, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing today? Happy Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. What's up? All right. So we have a teacher who's been removed from Prospect Primary for what they say is misconduct. Yeah, CMR sources reveal that she kicked a child. What? what? <laughs> In yes. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, we're going to try to dissect this topic this morning, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, so the MASH unit and RCIPS went yesterday, had her clear out her stuff, and took her off campus. Wow. Mm -hmm. I said good day, madam. Wow. <laughs> good year day. one. Year one student, by the way. A year one student. Yeah. yeah, right? That's I mean, ridiculous. your little one, he's not in year one yet, um, Blake, but he's close. You can imagine somebody kicking him. 
I would be furious. Oh my god, Miles my was in year one. And I would, I would. Oh yo, I yeah, don't know. Ethan how was I in year one last year. They're still little kids. I yes. would be furious. They're wow. kicking each other. I know that, but a teacher yeah. shouldn't get involved. Right. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Cuban airline resumes service to Jamaica, so this will make travel between Cuba and Jamaica, I guess, a little bit more um, regular. A state-owned Cuban national airline, Aero Gaviota, uh, resumed regular service from Havana, Cuba, to Kingston, Jamaica, uh, on yesterday. Mm. So if you have to go between the countries, according to Cuba's ambassador to Jamaica, um, this is a good thing. And they took a year-long break of service, um, caused mainly by, he says, COVID-related issues. Mm, Okay. Mm. Mm. The airline is going to be resuming service now five days a week. So congratulations to them. Um, did you guys see the pilot who unfortunately crashed with the gender reveal? Yeah, we saw that. Oh, was, so sad. Anyway. I was just going to go back to your Cuban Airlines. I hope their yes. planes are newer than the cars they drive. <laughs> those cars running for quite some time, uh, so very... Uh, I don't want to be fixing an airplane while it's flying. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I just got an image of a guy out there with a wrench on the <laughs> propeller. Yeah. What was the evacuation yesterday for some emergency? uh, Yes, there was a fire alarm that went off. Um, Nothing happened, but they had to obviously evacuate the building whilst they investigated that whole situation. So that was an awful lot of uh, press releases about that. I think they they recalled it because... Yeah, one of them referred to to the Minister of of Public Relations. Yeah, And we don't have a Minister of Public Relations. Maybe we need one. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I remember getting a lot of press releases. They would be redacted immediately. Yes, I'm like, exactly. That always oh, happens. My email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think I think we could do with a minister of public relations. But anyway, um, so I think there were some mistakes in it. Why it was retracted and then resent and yeah, you know. Much it, about Bob, this is the fifth time you've sent out this <laughs> press release. Get it right. <laughs> Proofreading is essential. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, listen, this is coming from GIS, so maybe they feel like they need a minister of PR. I don't know. Okay, no. um, Thanks, Andy. Uh, one, one, one final story. Okay. Um, you know, if you have an issue, sometimes the best thing to do is to complain. <laughs> I know it might sound counterintuitive, but this lady had an issue with RBC charging her some fees that she was disputing. She complained to SEMA, and guess what? RBC decided to drop the fees. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes you just gotta take it to the take it to the higher ups. Um, yeah. so there you go. All right, all right, guys. You guys yes. have a beautiful stand day. Your, stand your you ground. Too. All right. Yes. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, folks. Good morning. How is everyone doing? We're about to go live here in just a few seconds. Um, on the radio, we got about forty-five seconds left. So we've sent out all the links to everybody on WhatsApp. Um, if you're not in our WhatsApp group list please by all means um you know just shoot me a message i'm happy to add you You get all the notifications so that's a good thing and we got some guests back in the studio today we are so excited so um 30 seconds and counting actually more like 19 seconds so just give me a few more seconds here and good morning to everyone happy oh hold on let me actually go and click on the radio bit Uh oh not forget to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the computer's moving slow. Hurry up.
Bigger. Bigger. Better. Better. Bolder. Bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart truth Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live, direct It's the cold hard truth Now, now Join the conversation on 345-936 2626. That number again is 345 936 2626. All right, good morning, folks. Happy Tuesday. It's a beautiful day in the Cayman Islands, and boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I tell you what, we're going to get it today. But I'm so happy. I'm always happy. Y'all know this. Some days I'm a little bit extra salty, but I'm still happy. Sweet and salty all at the same time, honey, chill. But I am tickled pink because we have Health City back in the studio. Didn't we miss them over the summer? They take a little, you know, break. Uh, they're like kids. <laughs> they, they're like, we need our summer break, Sandy. We need to regroup, take a little break, take a little bit of time off. But they are back with some wonderful and amazing topics. So I am absolutely um, pleased to have them on the show today. Uh, where did Shamari disappear to? I saw Shamari there and then he disappeared. Anyway, we're going to bring them in today. They're going to be talking about um, seniors health checks something that's really, really important. As you get older, folks, you got to keep on top of your, um, you know, all of your stuff the same way. And in fact, it's more important as you get older to make your um, your routine checks part of, um, of your life. So we're going to be talking about that. And of course, you guys know the next big topic, but I want you to, to hang in there with me. Go ahead and share the link with everyone this morning. We definitely have to talk about the situation of violence in our schools coming from a teacher. Wow. Uh, I, I, my mind is blown, but we're going to get to that. And yes, I intend to be extra salty this morning in case you're wondering. Okay. So we've got Dr. Sunku Gupta. Oh my gosh. I hope that I got that right. Dr. Gupta, was that close enough? Yes, you are. <laughs> Welcome to the program. Um, you're a specialist in medicine for older adults. So this is particularly interesting because oftentimes we think, well, you know, a doctor's a doctor's a doctor. But these specialties are important, are they not? Tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what your background is. So I'm a, a medical trainee from India. So I undergraduated from India and then I went to the UK to do my post-graduation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there, we tend to do training in internal medicine for about three years, and then we then follow up with a, a specialist field. And my field was medicine for older people or geriatrics. That's what they call in medical uh, terminology. Uh, so you do two years of training, and then once you become a specialist, you are appointed to a consultant post, uh, which is what I did in the UK for about 15 years before I came over to Cayman, uh, which mm-hmm. was last year. Uh, so I've been on the, on the island for a year and a half now. Uh, so I'm getting to know the island, getting to see a lot of people. So it's wonderful. It's a great experience. And I want to try and see if I can promote older people's health um, on the island. Yes. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you again um, for joining us this morning. And like I said, I know Shamari was just there, but that's okay. We'll move on till he logs back in. Maybe he's having some internet difficulties. I noticed a little bit of choppiness on my connection this morning. So um, we'll work right through it. So uh, why is it then important? I mean, we, we think of seniors, you know, you get to a particular age. By the way, what do you consider now an older adult? Like what age group are we talking about here? So the, the definition changes, but we're kind of looking at people who are 65 years and older. And that's okay. mainly because we tend to get um, more illnesses as we get older. And unfortunately, mm-hmm two-thirds of us by the age of 65 have uh, one or two medical illnesses, which unfortunately are chronic conditions. Uh, mm. And therefore, we tend to use 65 as a cutoff. Yes, okay. So 65 and up. And of course, you know, people are living longer. I just hit the 50 mark and everybody's telling me, oh, 50 is the new 40 or the new 30. Is that really true medically? Are you finding um, that people are, you know, uh, older but younger in a way, or, or what's the what's the evidence showing? I think there is quite a bit of um, kind of information now for people to take make healthy choices. A lot of us mm-hmm. now are watching our diet, uh, making sure that we exercise, uh, making sure that we have uh, regular checkups to make sure our blood pressure and um, our blood sugars mm-hmm. are under control. So we're kind of trying um, more healthy lifestyles <clears throat> and that kind of helps us perhaps age a little slower uh so a lot of people who tend to lose weight they say they feel full of energy they feel like they are mm. back in their younger days so that kind of energy kind of boost happens uh when we go on to a healthy lifestyle so there is definitely right. evidence yeah uh, that we are aging more healthier which is fantastic. okay that's fantastic so i guess uh, the old adage the more you know the more you grow Um, is is really, really important. And of course, that is why these sessions are incredibly important because you guys have a wealth of information um, that you're able to share with our listeners and with the general audience here in the Cayman Islands. Uh, So I do see Shamari is back. Good morning, Mr. Shamari, Chief Business Officer over at Health City Cayman Islands. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. So I was so excited to be back. I could have come a break. But my internet wasn't excited to be back. Yeah. Why well, tell you? To, you never I didn't know. have enough time to figure it out. Um, there's a little dog in the house now that Levi has. Ah. And I he has bitten something, but I'll figure that out afterwards. So good Don't news. Worry, is I'm going through the home. same thing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome. So glad that you um, could join us. And this is the beauty of this platform. You can join by phone, by laptop, by iPad, so many different amazing options. 
Um, so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Looking good, looking good. Um, so we were just talking with um, Dr. Gupta about, um, you know, the sort of general area of medicine for older adults and this concept that we are doing a little bit better with our health because a lot of times we know better and knowing better is so incredibly important. Just this weekend, I was speaking to someone, she's not quite 65 yet, but early um, 60s. And, you know, she's trying to walk and take off a few pounds and stay active. And, you know, she's saying, you know, I had a health issue and I had to get on some medication for that. Um, an older person has said to her, oh, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't need to have surgery or you don't need to get on meds or whatever. You know, we'll just use holistic medicine and not to say there's not a part for holistic medicine. But she was smart enough to say, hey, I've done my research. I've spoken to the experts. And I know this is something that a cup of tea isn't going to resolve. <laughs> I actually need medical intervention. So I think the fact that a lot of our older folks are educating themselves and they are more aware um, of what their options are medically is also, you know, so incredibly important and forward thinking for sure. So Shamari, you guys are always on top of things, um, offering, you know, very, very uh, impressive specials and reduced costs for people. So we'll talk about the senior health checks here in a bit and exactly what that entails. But can we talk about, Dr. Gupta, what the Health City, um, you know, what you guys offer for seniors' health so that they can have an idea of uh, what they can come there and receive as a senior? Well, so definitely, this... um, before, and I don't know if, if, if Dr. Gupta would have told you, you know, all that he actually does, mm -hmm. obviously, because I was disconnected. But um, we have the multidisciplinary um, assessment and management of older adults or, or more mature adults, as, as my father and mother would say. You know, they're saying, I'm not an older adult. I'm a more mature adult. <laughs> um, you know, he, he deals with um, Parkinson's, dementia, nutritional disorders, um, does comprehensive assessments for older, more mature people. And, and there's a whole array of things. And, and we at Health City, um, as you always know, Sandy, are always looking at where the gaps are within the community, um, within healthcare in the Cayman Islands. And we were very, very pleased to bring on um, Dr. Sunko Gupta to be able to fill this gap, understanding that the more mature adults are the ones who built this country, or you know, whether it's the seamen that went away and you know became multinational and were helping to make sure that Cayman is the thriving industry that it is today, or obviously our mothers. Uh, grandmothers and the such that would have been home taking care of everything um, while the men were away at sea. And the fact that they've built the blocks for us to be the Cayman Islands um, that we are today, we only mm -hmm. thought that it made sense for us to bring in a physician that specializes just in their health. And that's why we're so happy to have Dr. Gupta that he's able to see our um, more mature adults our mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, mm -hmm. grandfathers, um, when, you know, they're in their twilight years and at times, you know, just because we haven't paid a lot of, of attention to it, we may either miss things or don't understand that we need to have mm -hmm. wellness as well as continue to see physicians and uh, that can help us even without medicines and potentially how we can go about it. So mm -hmm. it's great to have Dr. Gupta here with us. Yes, absolutely. So, um, Dr. Gupta, we were talking about uh, specifically some of the options that are available, and I'm glad that Shamari 
I'm talking about the, the reasoning and the logic behind why it's so important to offer, um, you know, age-specific services to our seniors. But we're, we have coming up September 4th through the 17th, the senior health checks. And again, we're going to talk about exactly what they entail here in a second. But everything from holistic health services um, catering to both men and women, what's included in some of the holistic health services? So the first thing you tend to do is with, with the health check, you spend a lot of time with the doctor, with the senior health check. So mm -hmm. it's unlike other health checks where you kind of do tests and then go and see the doctor for about 15, 20 minutes, uh, go mm. through your test and go home. So this is slightly different. So you spend a lot of time with me because I want to know everything about you. And what we do is we do a comprehensive assessment, kind of head to toe assessment. And right. we want to know whether there is any problem anywhere and what we can do to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, so that kind of takes a lot of time. So we go through a lot of questions, a lot of this examinations, assessments, and then we go on to do some blood tests uh, mm -hmm. and we formulate a plan. Um, so it, you spend more time with the doctor than doing tests. Uh, okay. So it's kind of designed in that way so that we can do a comprehensive assessment. Um, one of the problems with with older getting old is that we become we have multiple conditions, we take multiple medications, and that kind of makes it very complex. So it's important mm -hmm. that what is old age, what is underlying medication, what is a side effect of a medication. So we need to try and spend a lot of time going through those and working mm -hmm. out a, a plan that is effective. Our, our aim is to try and maintain independence and reduce disease burden. And that mm -hmm. is our aim. So that's what we're trying to do with the senior health check. All the tests are designed to try and see if we can find anything that we that is abnormal that we can help treat okay. or correct. Uh, and and based on the results and the examinations and the assessments, we also offer further testing. And this is again discounted. Uh, so uh, we want to try and see if we can get the best for the older adults once they come to see me. We want to do a comprehensive assessment so that they go home with a clear plan. Mm. Very good. I like that. Um, and you, you mentioned how important it is from your perspective as a physician to try to um, ascertain a more comprehensive history for your seniors. Um, do you find that sometimes seniors have been ignoring stuff for a while, uh, Dr. Gupta, that they really needed to pay attention to? Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult sometimes to know what is aging and what mm -hmm. is a, a problem, a symptom. Um, so mm -hmm. because the, the way we uh, we change as we get older is, is different. So the physiological changes that happen as we get older, we need to understand them a little more. So our blood pressure is more variable, our blood sugar mm -hmm. is more variable as we get older. Um, so there are lots of things. Our gut slows down, uh, the way we digest food slows down, mm -hmm. the the way the bladder empties those stones. There are lots of underlying physiological changes uh, that mm -hmm. one needs to be aware of. Um, and that's what we get trained in when we do uh, medicine for older people. And once they start taking medicines, they do have an effect on all these internal physiological mm -hmm. systems. And to know the effect of medication and then to tease out what is causing it is, 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 is one of the key things that we tend to do in, in right. assessment. Uh, so that's the reason why even if you feel that, you know, it's just old age, it may be a good idea just to come and have an assessment so we can go through all these things. Uh, mm -hmm. And then and then you, you are kind of well advised. You can then decide what you want to do uh, with your life. You can say, OK, this is me getting older, but I can do things that can help me. Uh, so we mm -hmm. go through all those things. 
Wonderful. So let's talk about some of the more common health issues that affect um, older folks. You know, I can probably tick off one or two on this list already, and I'm not 65. So <laughs> starting to kind of uh, keep an eye on it. But we've got arthritis. Um, so does everybody kind of get stiff joints and arthritis? Or, you know, are there things that we can do, yoga, exercise, that can kind of starve off those types of uh, slower movements? Absolutely. So musculoskeletal conditions, unfortunately, are very common. By the time we are 50, we, we tend to have either a back problem or a joint problem, either due to mm -hmm. injury or, um, or just arthritis developing in the background. Mm -hmm. um, from my point of view, what I tend to focus on is not only to control the symptoms, because once we get a stiff joint, the way we react to it is slightly different. Uh, so mm -hmm. we become more stiffer. So particularly if you have a stiff back, you tend to be sitting down more. And the way you stand up from a sitting down position also changes. And the way you walk also changes. But mm -hmm. these are these are what we say, okay, these are changes that we need to do because we got pain, but they have unfortunately an adverse effect on other systems. So the way we walk, the walking gets affected, our balance right. gets affected, increases the risk of falls. So we tend to go through that and say, okay, you know what, mm -hmm. you're not taking painkillers, but you do need to take painkillers because you need to walk normally. And that's going to help you and prevent you from having a fall, prevent you from having a fracture. So these are the kind of gait and balance assessments that part that become a part of the comprehensive assessment that happens mm -hmm. when it comes to the clinic. Okay, very good. And diabetes, one that we're always watching definitely here on this show, those A1C numbers and your sugar levels. Um, again, as you get older, you tend to put on more weight, your metabolism changes. Um, so diabetes is something that's a concern to a lot of seniors. Absolutely. Uh, so one of the tests that we do is, is diabetes tests. But even if you have diabetes, I would like to know what medicines you're taking because different medicines have a different effect. Uh, we mm -hmm. definitely know that a group of medicines called sulfonylureas are not particularly effective in older people because they cause low sugars, particularly at night time. Uh, and we tend to try and mm -hmm. avoid those things. So we want to try and give medicines that are safer. Uh, the, the control of diabetes is also different in older people. We do not go for very strict control. Uh, mm -hmm. because uh, that is not shown to be effective, but we are kind of focusing more on the cardiovascular risk. So we want to make sure your blood pressure is well controlled, your cholesterol is well controlled and things like that to prevent mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease and strokes. Um, so again, the assessment is slightly different. The, the, the other thing that most of us don't realize is that when we have a meal, the way the insulin is produced in the body uh, is different as we get older. Um, and, and sometimes it's blunted, sometimes it overshoots. And therefore you have patients who have taken food and then suddenly become very drowsy because the blood sugar has gone down too much because the insulin has gone mm. too high. So understanding all those things is really mm -hmm. helpful. Um, so again, diabetes has its own specialist assessment once we get older. Right, wow, so incredibly interesting. Miss Marjorie mm -hmm. says that she needs to see you um, like yesterday. So I guess, Miss um, Marjorie, you should definitely um, contact the um, facility there. And um, of course, I'll remind you guys that you can contact them by telephone, 640-4040. Uh, They've got an email address, a website. Uh, I think soon we're going to be looking at the portal. Um, Shamari will schedule yep. that pretty soon. Because yep. I need website. to be using that portal myself. But yes, Miss um, Marjorie, you can definitely um, reach out to them about um, how to make an appointment and they'll get you booked. So good morning, Miss Emma. 
And just to mention, um, Sandy, that Dr. Gupta can be seen both in East End and Kamana Bay. So okay. as always, where we want to make our physicians available to make it as easy as possible to see. And from the website, you can also go on, see Dr. Gupta and book an appointment right there from the mm -hmm. website as well. Oh, um, nice. Outside of the app that we will schedule a program to carry you through um, the app with dummy content, obviously, um, yes. so that people can get a good appreciation. For Wonderful. It. Um, and just and, before, because yeah. we're about halfway in the program, mm -hmm. just to mention that um, based on everything that we're doing and to make sure that people can access Dr. Gupta, we do have an actual special for mm -hmm. our older adults or more mature adults, whereby mm -hmm. if you book between September 4th and mm -hmm. 17th, that for US $250, mm -hmm. then you'll be able, you have to be 65 years or older, you'll be able to have um, the health check, the seniors health check, which Dr. Gupta can go in more details, but it's routine blood tests, blood tests for bone health and um, also memory and vascular disease, ECG, urine analysis, stool tests, um, as well as a consultation will be done all within that mm -hmm. $250. And you can book between September 4th and 17th, uh, but you'll be able to see Dr. Gupta. We can book it in anywhere before September 30th to give you enough time if you need to figure out which day works better for you. So just mm -hmm. wanted to mention that as we're at halfway to make sure that we didn't lose anybody and they're aware that mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and call us 640-4040 or info at healthcity.ky and mention that you want the special and we'll be able to give you all the information and book you in to see Dr. Gupta. Fantastic. So inquiry minds want to know, and Athena seems very, very interested in knowing whether or not this is the same Dr. Gupta that used to be um, at HSA at some point. No, I'm new. Uh, I don't know the previous Dr. Gupta, but we're okay. not related, definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm new on the other. Yes. So, so there, there you go, Nathina. That is not, there's, a, a, I think the name. So Dr. Gupta, Gupta is, is very, like Max, right? Yes, I was going to say it's a very common name, actually, um, in India. So she's laughing now. She's like, oh, gosh, what an embarrassment. Um, so, nope, he's new to the island. About a year and a half now, Dr. Gupta? Yes. Yes. Okay, very good. Glad we could answer that question for you. Miss um, Emma also wants to make an appointment. So Miss Emma, again, you can do the website, you can do email, you can call them at 640-4040. And Dr. Gupta would be more than happy um, to see you. So dementia, oh, this one is quite interesting. Um, what do we know about dementia and what do seniors need to know about it in particular? So one of the things that we notice is that we become slower, we become mm -hmm. forgetful as we get older, and that's kind of normal aging. Uh, and to tease out whether that is more than what is expected for that age, it is ideal to have an assessment. Mm -hmm. um, so we do a, a, a simple six question uh, screening, which is very effective in picking up any cognitive problems that are more than expected for that age. If you score normal in that uh, screening test, you can be reassured that you know you do not have any neurodegenerative condition. It's so effective in picking out people who need to be investigated further or assessed further with regards to their cognition. Mm. Um, one of the things that has happened recently is we have new medicines, uh, particularly in treating dementia of the Alzheimer's type, we have antibodies that can stop the progressive dementia. And, and 
and if we do this very early on, then we are on, on a slope that kind of helps us getting worse uh, as time progresses. And, and that's a very exciting thing. Uh, we now have tests that we can do to help diagnose dementia because previously it was just a clinical diagnosis and based on scans and, and an assessment. But now we have tests. Uh, mm -hmm. At the moment, we are doing a spinal tap and looking for things that can happen in Alzheimer's disease, a protein called amyloid protein. But hopefully by next year, we'll have blood tests that can do the same thing. Uh, but that kind of helped uh, establish the diagnosis more definitely and also give these medicines that can stop the progress of dementia. So if we have any kind of concern about cognition, it's perhaps best to get an assessment. Uh, you don't need to, ideally it's best if you see somebody who is trained to do these assessments mm -hmm. uh, because they are questionnaires, but the way you score them is very important. Uh, and, and if you score them wrong, then obviously you are kind of missing a diagnosis or you are giving a wrong diagnosis when, when it is not the case. So it's important to see a doctor who is kind of trained in doing those assessments and knows how to score them. Uh, yeah. So particularly, I would encourage everybody to come and have these assessments because it's really reassuring to know that our cognition is fine. And we also talk about what we can do to try and keep that cognition going on. Uh, and, and not deteriorate over time because we do get slower as we get older yeah. but we can do things that can prevent that can stop the progress towards mm -hmm. okay very good sounds fantastic heart conditions wow now that's a big one mm -hmm. um i always say well eventually everybody dies of a heart attack because it's going to stop right <laughs> but you know there are there are definitely specific things um in terms of blockages and different types of heart conditions that as you get older are more prevalent in that uh, particular part of the community so let's talk a little bit about what's available there um, so one of the tests that we do is ECG, uh, and the reason why we want to do that is not just to pick up any circulation problems, but we're looking mm -hmm. at rhythm problems. And one of the rhythm problems that we're most worried about is what we call atrial fibrillation, where the heart kind of races away and beats irregularly. And the reason why we are so concerned about it is because it increases our risk of stroke fourfold. Uh, mm. and, and what we can do is if we do pick it up, we can reduce that risk back to normal by giving medicines. So it, it is a really effective treatment that we can give people who have this condition to prevent a stroke. Because when the heart beats irregularly, it doesn't pump out as well. It tends to make clots in the heart and these clots can go anywhere in the body, particularly to the brain. And, and stroke, as you know, is a really disabling condition. And if we can do anything to prevent it, we would want to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it is really, um, I, that, that's something that we tend to focus on. Uh, the other thing that you will get when you come to see, uh, have a senior health check is we will be checking your blood pressure, not just sitting down, we'll be checking your blood pressure, laying down, sitting, standing. We want to know how your blood pressure responds to position. So normally mm -hmm. when we stand up, our blood pressure should go up. But as we get older, that doesn't happen. It drops, uh, but it then goes up after a few, few minutes. But in some older adults, that drop is very significant. It kind of drops more than 30 millimeters. And mm. it takes a long time, almost half an hour to come back up. And this can cause all kinds of issues. Uh, this can cause people going blind when they stand up, people kind of losing their balance when they stand up, momentary dizziness. Uh, so they end up seeing lots of doctors, having lots of tests. Mm -hmm. But the main underlying problem is this blood pressure variability. Uh, so we're kind of looking at those things to try and make sure that that's not affecting the older person. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. Amazing. All right. 
So there's a lot going on. Um, movement disorders. What sort of movement disorders are we talking about? So the, the, the commonest movement disorder that we get, as we get older, is, is Parkinson's disease. Mm. Uh, it's a disease that affects, it's a neurological condition. It affects the way we walk. Mm -hmm. uh, we also tend to have shaking in our body. We become very stiff. Um, mm -hmm. Posture changes. We tend to become a little bent over. Um, so these are things that we tend not necessarily notice. So we say, okay, I'm walking slower because I'm getting older. I'm kind mm -hmm. of bending forward a little because I think I have arthritis in my back. Uh, but once you do a holistic assessment, do a neurological assessment, you can pick up signs of early Parkinson's disease. And again, we have really effective treatments for Parkinson's disease. And, right. and at Health City, I've been trying uh, my best to get all the new medication that we have for Parkinson's disease. So there are kind of few exciting things that have happened. We have patches for Parkinson's disease. We have pens similar to diabetes for Parkinson's disease, which are very effective in controlling symptoms and, and giving people with Parkinson's disease almost a normal quality of life, particularly with their walking. Um, so again, we'll be looking at those. So when we do a senior health check, we'll be doing a neurological assessment, mainly focusing on whether or not uh, you know people are developing this, uh, this disease and try and see if we can help them with that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And of course, osteo, um, osteoporosis, yes? Yes. Uh, related to arthritis? It is somewhat, but yeah. it's basically thinning of the bones. And, and this is ah. particularly common in women more than men. Uh, and, and, and the reason why we are concerned about it is it's the effect of osteoporosis on the spine. So a lot of women tend to develop thinning of the bones in the spine. And in the spine is like a line of bricks. And if one brick collapses, the whole of the spine gets affected. So we really want to try and prevent the spine from you know, collapsing or having a fracture. And often these are asymptomatic fractures or asymptomatic collapses. You may have a little bit of pain. You might think this is a stiff back and then the pain settles down and then you kind of carry on with your life uh, but the bones are thinning and uh, without you knowing and, and mm -hmm. ideally we would like to see if we can uh, try and prevent it from happening uh, by taking adequate amounts of calcium and vitamin d but if you do have this condition they are really again very effective medication to try and help uh, treat the condition Mm. Uh, so when you come to the clinic, we will be obviously assessing your height. We want to know your height. Ideally, we would like to know the height previously. So mm -hmm. we know whether there is a kind of shrinkage in the height that kind of is a clue to us that mm -hmm. there is something affecting your spine. We also do a, an assessment called FRAC score, which is a fracture risk assessment score. And that kind of tells us whether you are at a low risk or a high risk. And then we can decide whether or not we need to take it further. Yes. So also is included as a part of the senior health check. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was I was there uh, recently, a couple of weeks ago for my annual um, sort of wellness check. Um, I'll do another full executive health check, I think, next year. Um, and one of the things that was pointed out to me is now that I'm at that, you know, it was 50 mark, I need to start taking some supplemental vitamin D because a lot of people have a vitamin D deficient, deficiency. And sure enough, the test results came back showing that there is one for me as well. And so um, it's important, again, for bone health and um, joint health and, you know, all these other things that you, you get ahead of it as much as you possibly can uh, before you even reach the senior years. So that's why it's incredibly important to take these types of um, offers that Health City has, you know, up for grabs seriously, because you can catch all sorts of things. Trust me, it's very, very important to be checking 
Um, and we've gone through some of the details of, of these already, Dr. Gupta, but just really, really important for you to be seeing whether or not there's an early onset of a situation that you can then um, with your physician discuss a treatment plan um, or you know whether or not you need to make some lifestyle changes in order to start that off a little bit more as well. So don't forget folks that the phone line is open 936-2626. Uh, everybody's so happy to see you guys come back. I saw, um, I think it was Daisy saying, hey, she missed you, Shamari. I was, I was about to ask you, Sandy, did you miss us? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so weird. On Tuesday mornings, I'm like, hmm, what am I going to talk about today? <laughs> I've got an extra hour. Um, but no, we definitely uh, missed you guys uh, on the program. You know, I enjoy, for one, um, learning about anything medical that can give me that sort of step up in the right direction. So, um, you know, I find that these these uh, sessions are incredibly educational. And I always run into people who's like, oh, you know, I didn't know that, or I learned this on the show this week. So uh, we're, we're absolutely tickled to have you back. So, so Vinya, good morning. Um, Miss Alba is also joining us here. Lots of people actually tuned in quite early this morning. Leroy says, let's get the tea boiling. We're, we're, we're in a slow pre-boil, Leroy. We're getting there. Just hang in there. Um, so the special that Health City is offering folks it is a senior health check for only $250 US. Some of you may have wellness. I'm assuming the wellness benefits, if you have that still in your insurance plan, would cover this as well. But this is quite a good deal, um, Shamari. $250 US. You get routine blood work. Um, you have tests for bone health, memory and vascular disease, ECG, urine analysis, stool tests for um, occult blood, and a consultation all included for just 250 US? Correct, and I think, um, and, and the most important component outside of obviously the test, but the yes. fact that you get a consultation with Dr. Gupta, yes. that's a specialist for older adults is the most important component. Um, you know, prior, prior, and I, I must state, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it, prior to getting to understand who Dr. Gupta is and what exactly he did, and why we definitely needed him mm -hmm. at Health City. I wasn't really aware that you actually had specialists. The same way you have your mm -hmm. pediatricians, you have a specialist when you're reaching those twilight years. And I'm sure there are a lot of other people who may not realize that as well. And that's why, you know, we're very excited to have Dr. Gupta on board. And um, he's going to be the most important component of that check. And it's 250. So for mm -hmm. all you working adults out there for your parents, um, you know, whether or not they have insurance benefits, because there are some persons within the older um, person's arena that may not have private insurance, may only have cynical or may not have insurance at all. Go ahead and spend the US 250, you're making it acceptable so that you can come in, have your parents um, checked, and Dr. Gupta will identify if there's anything else and then obviously if there's anything else we'll work with you on that pricing mm -hmm. as well because the most important thing is to try and identify issues and or even better dr gupta will be able to speak about all the preventative things you can do to make sure that as you get a little bit older um you can have a more comfortable life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very good all right so quite a bit um again is included in this if you have any questions folks for dr gupta or shamari uh regarding this seniors health check 
this is your opportunity now to um, give them a call, covering you know quite a number of areas um, that might impact our seniors. I think dementia is one of those things that sometimes can slide in and you don't always notice it. Um, the people around you, it might take them a little bit longer to notice it as well. So Dr. Gupta, can you tell us a little bit about what's the difference between dementia versus Alzheimer's? So Alzheimer's is one type of dementia and it is the uh, commonest type of dementia. And there are mm -hmm. other types of dementia called vascular dementia or Lewy body mm -hmm. dementia, frontotemporal. There are about 10, 15 types of dementia. Alzheimer's itself has several subtypes. Uh, we have frontal dementia, we have posterior dementia. We also have early onset, late onset dementia. So they all kind of behave differently and affect mm -hmm. different parts of the brain. Uh, but Alzheimer's dementia is the most commonest one. And, and we do have mm -hmm. effective treatments. So even those uh, people who have kind of progressed on with their dementia, we have medicines that definitely will help slow the progression down. So we have three different medicines available at Health City. Uh, one of them is a patch. Uh, so some patients find it difficult to take medication. So uh, a patch is particularly very helpful. Uh, there is Danapizil, there is another tablet called Galantamine. So these are the okay. three tablets that are licensed for treating dementia. And what we have found is that once we pick patients and establish them on a treatment, on one of these medicines that has helped them, and if we get them to at a good dosage, we can prevent them from mm. progressing onto the severe stages of dementia. So we can keep mm. them in mild and moderate stages. So it is important right. that once you go on treatment, you have a repeat assessment, make sure that it's working for you, and then go mm -hmm. on to a dosage that is high enough to prevent the progression of dementia. So we do have all these medicines available at Health City now. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, patches are not available anywhere. Galantamine is not available. We do have uh, Aricept or Dunapizil, which is widely available on the island. And that's a, that's a really effective medication as well. Mm -hmm. We can use that too. Uh, but there are other medications that we can use if you are not able to take that Aricept or Dunapizil. All right. All right. So someone said, good morning, Sandra. Uh, my mom is 87, not a Caymanian. She'll be in Cayman next month. Can I book her to see this doctor at the special rate? So there is a deadline attached to the special, right, Shamari? There is, but um, <clears throat> Sandy, if the person can share their contact information with you, okay. um, we'll go ahead and contact them and, and work something out. Okay, very good. So there you go, madam. Um, I'll definitely um, send you something. That's beautiful. All right. So um, again, it's such a good deal. I think that, you know, you don't want to pass this up, but let's talk then about uh, some of the things that we can do to assist ourselves uh, in le leaving and, and leading a living and leading a better um, life style, quality of life, because it's not just about living to be 80, 90, or even hundred years old. I think the uh, quality of life is what's really, really important. So we have a bit here about educating your caregivers. You know, as we um, get into our senior years, we may need some help. Uh, a lot of times it's the spouse or family member that takes on the role as a caregiver. It's not necessarily a formal caregiver outside of the family that's being paid and is qualified. What do you say, Dr. Gupta, to people who take on that role as caregiver, but may not have the sort of professional qualifications to do so? So once you take on that role it is amazing how much uh, work you put on you put in mm. uh, you you just don't uh, realize that it is really a hard job to try and look after another person 
it mm -hmm. occupies most of your time even when you're not physically present it is there in your mind you're constantly worried about how they are how they're doing how they're coping so there is definitely that going on um so the things that caregivers tend to notice is that they are often fighting this battle alone and that's that's something that I don't want them to do. Uh, I, so once they see me, I offer them a continuing uh, kind of support, either through email or through WhatsApp, uh, because I know how stressful it is for caregivers. I know that it can be really demoralizing. So mm -hmm. when you feel that you're all alone and you're fighting this battle all alone, it really makes it even more depressing. Uh, and I want to say to the caregivers, you know what, I'm here to help you. Uh, I can take on, you don't need to really personally come and see me. You can always message me once I've seen an older adult, I have done my assessments, I can help you over the phone or uh, on WhatsApp or by email. Um, so for caregivers particularly, it, it is helpful uh, to, to get in touch with me, even if, it, if mm -hmm. they think it is a minor problem and they're trying to finding it difficult to sort with, because mm -hmm. there are things that we can definitely do, make adjustments that will make it better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonderful. So we do have a question here. Uh, this person wants to know if they can book an appointment today. Like, can yes. they call in today and, and email and go on the website from today? Absolutely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Gupta, as we mentioned, have been, has been here for a year and a half. Best kept secret. We're making sure that <laughs> no longer is there. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. I was going to say this is his first time on the program, right? Yes, it is. Yes, yes it is. Mm -hmm. Info at healthcity.ky, or you can go on the website, healthcity.ky, um, and or if you, you're more comfortable calling, 640-4040. But mm -hmm. anyway, you can get through to Dr. Gupta, and as we mentioned, he has slots available at our Kamana Bay Clinic, as well as mm -hmm. a So whatever is most convenient for you, we'll, we'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right, folks, we've got almost 300 people on the live stream this morning. So um, we'll repeat the dates and all the details here in just a second. Oh, just went over 300. Look at that. Maintaining uh, good health as a senior includes quite a few things. So let's just run through this list for the benefit of everyone. I think most of us know these things already, but certainly no harm in um, reminding ourselves. So eat a balanced diet and get regular exercise. What are we counting as regular exercise these days? So we we do not want to people run on treadmill or go on jogging mm -hmm. and you know, be put off by taking on such exercise what we have found is moderate amount of exercise exercise that can increase your heart rate to perhaps about 100 beats a minute mm -hmm. um, and we're talking twice a week um, and 15 to 20 minutes to begin with mm -hmm. we can build on it but that's what we're walking and that's mm -hmm. definitely shown to help our memory um, so even people who have had memory problems, once they start doing this exercise, mm -hmm. there is definitely an improvement to their cognition. So there is a strong evidence to having regular exercise. It doesn't have to be severe. It has to be just moderate intensity. So we're looking mm -hmm. at heart rate of 100 uh, and that's enough twice a week is enough. Yeah. Uh, so and you know, what, you know what is so amazing? Because sometimes we think it's like all or nothing. We have to go in, mm -hmm. like you say, run a marathon, lift weights, you know, be the fittest person in the world. Um, and But a little bit goes a long way is what I'm discovering, especially as you age. I went for a little walk on um, Sunday with one of my neighbors, and it was great. You know, I'm, I'm walking more now as well because I have the dog, so i got to walk him a million times for the day. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just getting out there and walking a bit more. Um, and I noticed that even after, you know, that walk was, we did a little loop a couple times, and that was a bit more than I would have done even with the dog. I felt, I felt that afterwards. 
And, um, you know, it helped with a bowel movement that clearly was necessary, that probably would have been delayed. So there's so many good benefits of exercising. It's not about weight control. It's about everything else, you know, keeping the, the joints moving, uh, your mental um, well-being, you know, the endorphins that you get from exercising um, and the cardiovascular benefits and so on. So even just a brisk walk uh, after meals or, you know, morning, afternoon is a great idea. Quit smoking. So it's never too late. Okay. And we do have kind of smoking cessation programs. So mm -hmm. you do not want to feel alone in doing that. Uh, we we uh, Jennifer Weber runs the smoking program at yes. Health City uh, and she runs these classes which are really very popular they find it very educational and we can combine that with uh, you know uh, treatments that we can help prevent uh, reduce uh, give up smoking um, so please if you smoke and you take medicines then there is no point taking medicines because the medicines mm -hmm. are ineffective uh, they just mm -hmm. don't work so you really really have to quit smoking particularly if you have cardiovascular disease there is mm -hmm. no point smoking and taking aspirin because it doesn't make any difference mm. Mm. so spe speaking of smoking um alejandro is here uh he he must have remembered that the ban on our uh, marijuana discussion which i feel like i should I should extend that ban indefinitely. But anyway, I did say um, September the ban would be lifted. So, of course, he's back in the comment sections uh, asking, what are your thoughts on marijuana and memory? Well, you just said smoking, no bueno. doesn't matter what you're smoking, I'm assuming. So with, um, with cannabis, medicated cannabis, uh, there is some evidence to show that particularly in people who have dementia and are going through... Uh, what we call psychotic episodes, mm -hmm. they are effective in helping calming that down. Uh, but as a preventive treatment for, for dementia, there is absolutely no evidence. There is absolutely no evidence for cannabis with regards to Parkinson's disease because there are quite a few YouTube videos where people have posted taking smoking cannabis and showing there is a significant improvement in tremor, but studies have shown there is absolutely no effect at all. Uh, mm -hmm. And sometimes, these, you know, if you get kind of hooked onto it, it can affect, have an adverse effect on mental health. Uh, mm -hmm. and result in you having hallucinations and things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. There is also this kind of what we call tolerance. So you, you have a little bit, and then after some time, you find that it's not effective. You need to increase the dosage, and you tend to end up taking large amounts of these medication, which, which are not really good for us. Mm -hmm. All right. So Alejandro wants to call in as well. Let's grab this call. Good morning, Alejandro. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Good morning. Morning, morning to as well. Um, morning. Well, you well when you say there's no evidence to any anything with the dementia part, um, is it because of lack of information from persons with it, or is it that they don't see any anything with it? Uh, in terms of cognitive health, uh, preventing as a preventive medicine uh, using marijuana, there is um, there is what we don't have is we obviously can't give it and and check because we know it is harmful to to brain health. Uh, we don't have a trial to say that, but what we have is evidence from people who have used it for other conditions, um, and 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 there we know that it has simply no effect on on memory. Uh, and in fact, if you tend well, to go higher doses, then you tend to have an adverse effect on your memory. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Well, what what about with people that suffer from 
PTSD. Um, I mean, like post-traumatic stress disorder, people that don't really like to go back into certain things, but then calming them down when they're in the moment of a situation similar to such a thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there is evidence for mood mood disorders. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, but uh, I didn't finish exactly. I was just trying to see how I could have put it back in together with, with something else, right? Because a person that has a memory problem, and if they smoke marijuana, that memory might just be eased because the with that certain disorder that they got, maybe it just puts them in a, a, a nervous position. But, so the but, marijuana but just to be clear. Because I, I have studies on top of that. Well, when, I think you're talking about something different is the problem. That's not what um, Dr. Gupta is defining as a memory no, problem. No, but it, it, it does. It does uh, it, the post-traumatic stress disorder does affect memory. And I can tell you that from people that I know have it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, depression is one of the big mimickers. So when you come, that's the reason why we want to do an assessment. We just do not want to say that you have yeah. dementia. We want to do a test. We so can I do think an assessment and then make a diagnosis. So depression yeah, on top so of dementia or depression on its own. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely, there is evidence to show that it, you know, cannabis kind of medicated cannabis, cannabis can help. It can also help with pain. It can also help with certain epileptic disorders. So there is evidence to show it's it's from those. But it does help with memory. It does help with memory. So those, if you help to treat, it does help with memory. If if depression is causing the memory impairment, yes, it might help it. But if it is just Alzheimer's disease, yeah. Is causing yeah, the so, and it doesn't have so any if it can get you tuned back in if it can get you tuned back into your normal life don't you think marijuana is actually a pretty good treatment for it, it dementia and stuff like this no, you're not, alejandro i don't think you're listening to him and this is this is where you and i are now going to have an issue he specifically no, well, said all right, it, you know, alejandro I'll listen to what he's saying, you're not you're not listening to, and i'm gonna get off okay because clearly you're not listening to Dr. Gupta. He said, when it comes to dementia and Alzheimer's, there's no evidence whatsoever that it is useful in any way. And in fact, overusing it can be harmful for those specific areas. He listed the exact areas that it has been found to have some benefit for, and you don't need to extend it into anything else. When he's talking about memory, memory loss, memory issues in seniors. He's specifically talking about things like dementia and Alzheimer's disease, which is a common form of dementia. He's not talking about PTSD or depression and you trying to suppress memories. That's not what this conversation's about. And I think he answered your question very, very clearly, but you were not listening for, from the perspective of trying to understand. You might've been hearing him with your ears, but you actually were not engaging in active listening. Dr. Gupta. Thank you. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's move on um, from this discussion. And I'm gonna I'm gonna address Alejandro after after our guests have left because we we like to treat our guests with the utmost respect. And there's certain housekeeping matters that we will not discuss in front of our guests. So let's uh, move on. Um, getting enough sleep. Because, of course, as you age, oh, we forgot about reducing alcohol consumption. So as you age, you should try to reduce alcohol consumption. Yes. I mean, if you, if you so we kind of measure alcohol by measuring units. Um, so 21 units and above with uh, almost two bottles of wine a week. 
if you're exceeding that, we know that it affects memory. We know it has an adverse effect on memory. Uh, so definitely that's a risk factor. So we want to talk about that. What we don't realize is the number of calories that we get from consuming alcohol. Uh, and so what, when they come to the clinic, we go through a website called drinkaway.co.uk where mm -hmm. we calculate the amount of units and calories that they get from the alcohol. And all these excess calories obviously gets converted into cholesterol. Uh, and, you know, you are a very healthy, balanced diet. You are stopped smoking. You're doing regular exercise, but your cholesterol levels are still high. And you really don't want to go on medicines. Well, the mm -hmm. first thing you want to do is cut down on alcohol uh, because that's causing the excess calories. So we want to try and work right. out a plan as how we can do that. So that yes. kind of happens when you come to the health check. So we talk about that, too. Okay. And a lot of hidden calories, we get a lot of calories that we don't recognize we're getting in drinks. So whether they're alcoholic or non-alcoholic, they kind of sneak up on you because, you know, one um, cappuccino frap or whatever it is, is like three, 400 calories. That's like a mini meal. Yeah. Um, getting enough sleep. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of that for seniors. For seniors, as we get older, our sleep gets disrupted. We become mm -hmm. light sleepers. We, we are the first ones to wake up if there's any noise in the house because mm -hmm. we, we do not get deep sleep. Deep sleep is the most refreshing sleep that we can get. And that's the time when the brain rests and the brain gets rid of chemicals, harmful chemicals. Uh, we definitely know uh, in people who have Alzheimer's disease, they tend to have a buildup of this protein called amyloid protein. So when the sleep is disrupted, we can see that the amyloid levels are higher than when they have a good night's sleep. Uh, so at nighttime, if you sleep well without dreaming, it really will help the brain get rid of all the toxins. So that's why sleep becomes really important. We know even before you develop any problems with memory, if you're sleeping well six to eight hours and having a good sleep, that again promotes your cognitive health. It mm -hmm. generally makes you feel better. It helps with depression. It helps with a lot of things. Uh, mm -hmm. So again, sleep will be a questionnaire that we'll be going through when you come to health check. Very good. All right. Uh, getting regular checkups, which of course we're talking about, you know, generally speaking, the importance of that, which includes regular health screenings as well. And it's important, um, Dr. Gupta, to have like a baseline test. That's why they'll say, you know, at 40, start doing this particular type of screening. At 45, you do this because there's certain tests that you compare previous years to, to see, you know, how the person has been tracking, even in terms of like your cholesterol, your A1C number, if it's been creeping up over the years, as opposed to maintaining um, sort of a steady level, that's mm. something that a physician might flag as this is something we need to address immediately. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, one of the things that we looked at previously was people who were readmitted with a stroke. Uh, so, the, so stroke is kind of a major condition and, mm -hmm. and about one in four of them get readmitted with a, with a stroke again to a, a stroke unit. And mm -hmm. when we looked at why they had come in, Mm -hmm. uh, it was obviously there, a number of these people had risk factors that were identified like high cholesterol or high blood pressure, mm -hmm. but they had slacked on, on controlling them and, and as a result went on to develop another stroke. So mm -hmm. that's the reason why we want to do these tests so that we can keep them under control and prevent things like these from happening. So that's mm -hmm. why we call these preventable conditions, uh, modifiable conditions. Uh, and the reason we want to do these regular health checks is to try and see if we can do that, mm -hmm. catch them and try and control them as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And of course, education. That's why you're here to make sure that we're in the know. So get educated about conditions that you might be at risk for uh, based on a family history, medical history, gender, or just because of age. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's one little thing that I think we, we haven't mentioned, and Shamari mm-hmm. might mention this, is, is we're also worried about hearing in older adults. Uh, so yeah. we know a lot of people have hearing problems, and that can have an effect on a memory because we tend to become isolated when we can't hear things. We don't mm-hmm. become a part of conversation. We tend to be more silent, uh, and, and that kind of slows down the brain. So hearing is one of the risks for developing cognitive impairment. And, and as part of this uh, promotion, we are offering a free audiology uh, appointment. Uh, so this, again, is something that we'll be looking at when you come for a health check. We check your assessment, do an assessment of hearing, and then we mm-hmm. tend to get you to see an audiologist, which is free of cost during the promotional time. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That's a good one. Um, because I... I don't think I've had my hearing checked probably in a very, very long time. Um, like I said, some of us are hearing, but we're actually not listening, which is a whole other topic. But um, yes, that's important because hearing can, there are a lot of things that over the years can damage your hearing. You can have a reduction um, in your hearing. And uh, it's it's one of those things, it's kind of like your sight as well. You know, you have a decline in it, but you don't recognize that there's a decline until someone actively points it out to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of people have hearing aids and they don't use them because they find mm. them uncomfortable or they are kind of too noisy. Uh, and again, you know, there is no harm in getting uh, an audiology assessment to try and see what's the best one for you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right, folks. So again, Shamari, uh, there's a special on senior health check for $250. We had another senior who was asking, um, does this include all tests and consultation? So it includes both. Yes. That's yeah. correct. Yes. And um, just a reminder, <clears throat> sorry, just a reminder, Sandy, to book before September 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a window, book before September 17th, and you will get the consultation um, prior to September se- September 30th. Mm-hmm. So book before, before September 17th, but you have until the 30th by which to come through and see Dr. Gupta and go through all the tests as, as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So holistic health services for seniors um, 65 and up. Uh, to qualify from September the 4th through the 17th. You can actually book for only $250 US and you've got up until the 30th. But as you can see, Shamari will work with you if there's some sort of extenuating circumstance where you want to take advantage of this and cannot. Just a big shout out to Miss Dorothy um, Davis. She says caregivers can also get support from the Alzheimer's and Dementia Association, which she is head of. Does an amazing job uh, with her seniors, keeping them active and involved. And we also have someone else who wanted to send through some greetings this morning. Hold on one second here. Yes, said good morning. Happy to have Health City back. Uh, If appropriate, please wish Shamari's mom a happy birthday towards the end of the Health City segment. Thanks and have a great day. Is today your mama's birthday? Yes, it most definitely is. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, Please tell her happy birthday for us. I most definitely will. She'll be happy to hear that. She yeah. stays up very, very late, so she's not up as yet. Oh, um, okay. She wakes up at like, you know, 10, 10, 30, but she's up baking and and wow. conversating until two, three o'clock in the morning, you know. Wow. So okay. She's living she's living the college life now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Her best life. So um Ethel says, awesome topic and show this morning. Thanks, Doc. Most informative. Um, Leroy says, I'm over 40 now, so I'm starting to keep an eye on my colon and prostate. Um, and again, asking for the dates for the special. So just repeat all of that for everyone, Shamari. 
definitely. So you can book um, from today until the 17th of September, and it's 250 US. We only speak in US dollars, so that's even better for us here in Cayman. Um, and you can take care of the executive health check and the consultation prior to September 30th. Um, in extenuating circumstances, obviously, um, contact Sandy. She'll get through to me and mm -hmm. we'll be able to, to work something out. We all, you know, the most important thing is to ensure that we have access and we'll do whatever mm -hmm. necessary to make sure that happens. So, um, you know, once they, and that happens many times, Sandy is always contacting me. Mm -hmm. um, for me to figure out or to help persons, and we're more than, more than willing and happy to do that. Absolutely. And Miss Lucille has a question. She says, Doctor, good morning. I'm on the show with you all, and I want to ask a question. I'm scared to have, I'm scared I have to do shoulder replacement, and I'm very scared because of my age. Um, on the 6th of the month, I'll be 78. Wow, Miss Lucille. All right, go on through. Um, I know there's a lot of people that have done it. Please, doctor, tell me the dangers. I'm not ready to leave this earth yet. <laughs> I have <laughs> surgery, but I don't know what's wrong this time. I cannot get it in my head. Please give me some encouragement. So here she is at 78, and she's saying that she's essentially feeling a bit apprehensive about getting her shoulder replacement surgery. The risk of um, complications and perhaps not even coming out of a surgery increase with age. Is that a fair statement to make? It does. The risk increases with age, but we can minimize that risk. So we can do so as part of the Health City team. I do what we call a pre-op assessment, and uh, this is to make sure that patients are absolutely mm -hmm. fit to undergo to the surgery. Uh, we look at everything, blood pressure. We look at all. Mm -hmm. We do the comprehensive assessment, make right. sure that we correct everything that we can, so reduce risk, and then I follow them up post-operatively. So I make sure that you know they recover well and they go home. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's our goal. So please do not worry about the shoulder replacement. We can get it done safely. Uh, and, and please come and see me. Uh, even if you see the orthopedic doctor, they will ask you to come and see me as a pre-assessment and we can go through that. We don't have to rush mm -hmm. in. If there's any problem, we will sort it out first before putting you through surgery. Uh, and as I said, we'll follow you up post-surgery as well. Just make sure that you recover fully and go back home. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right. Fantastic. Sounds good. Well, welcome back um, to Health City Cayman Islands. First segment since their uh, summer break. They're back in full swing. Uh, lots of amazing topics coming up. So every single Tuesday, you can find them here at 7.30 a.m. for Medical Rundown Tuesdays to bring on their experts, their specialists. And we talk about a wide uh, range of topics, which I absolutely love. Um, we have someone who's tongue-in-cheek here this morning saying that um, they're nowhere near 65, but they said they're senior by the mileage. Do they qualify? <laughs> so they put some miles on that body, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> wait till you're 65. But listen, you know, on an ongoing basis, you can contact Health City to do your executive checkup and other, um, you know, services. Like I said, I was just there a couple of weeks ago doing my mammogram, my annual mammogram. I've done my pap smear. I've done all these things. And, you know, while I'm there, they're like, Sandy, we see you haven't done your A1C blood work in a while and you haven't done this. And I said, well, if you're going to stick me to take blood, go ahead and just test my, um, test my vitamin D levels. Because, you know, the doctor had mentioned at 50, people tend to see a dip and you want to get on some supplements and stuff. So I said, well, test it for that because I don't like to give blood. So you might as well test whatever else that you need if we're going to do it. Yes, absolutely. And they did, and it came back 
confirming what she probably suspected is that a supplement would definitely uh, do me good. So again, thank you to um, Shamari Scott, who is um, the chief business officer over at Health City Cayman Islands. He's got a whole team that works with him in the marketing department. And um, also thanks to Dr. Gupta, who this is his first time on the program. And so we welcome you, um, you know, with uh, warm words and positive thoughts. And we hope that we'll see you again uh, very soon. Pleasure. Definitely. Thank you. And, and Sandy, it's great to be back and yes. look forward to having many more informative sessions. And just once again, just to state that, you know, the older adults are the ones who help to build this country. Mm -hmm. And it's only right that we at Health City have Dr. Gupta here to help us take care of the older persons as they reach their twilight years. It's only the right thing mm -hmm. to do. And we at Health City are here and look forward to helping Cayman in general in the future, but definitely the older mm -hmm. person through Dr. Gupta and all of the tests and everything else that we do at Health City. Can I put you on the spot, Shamari? We do have someone uh -huh. who says, good morning, Sandy. I think this is a very good deal with Health City. So I call my dad, who's presently on vacation, and yes. informed him that I'm booking an appointment for him uh, in which he agreed to have this done. Please remind me of the email and contact number. So again, the email address um, is info at healthcitycaymanislands.com or just no, Health City? info at healthcity.ky. Dot KY. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Telephone and number is uh, 640-4040. And you yep. can also book through the website if you're comfortable. Um, yeah, you just go to find the doctor. You you put in Dr. Gupta's name. He pops up. He has, he has a really nice photo on there. <laughs> you go ahead. You hit appointment. And um, he shows you when you can book him in or him or mm -hmm. her. And, and you move forward from there. But... If, if technology um, isn't your thing, you can always call 640-4040 or mm -hmm. email at info at healthcity.ky. All right. Well, Shamari, you know we love a giveaway. And uh, this is your, your return. Um, so why don't we give away one of these this morning? Oh, we can indulge me? I'm going to do that. Definitely. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's throw out a question. Let's see who was paying attention this morning. Um, name, let me see now. Uh-huh. Okay. Name at least... Um, let's go with three of the things that are included, which can include, you have to be specific now about the type of, you know, assessment that are included in the senior health check. What does the senior health check include? If you've been paying attention, give us a call 626-2626 is the cell phone number. And you can win yourself this morning a free $250 at senior health check. And of course, if you're not a senior, pass it on to your mom or dad or aunt, uncle, anybody really that is a senior in your life. So that's the question. Name at least three. You get a lot in the health check, at least three things that are included in the health check this morning. And again, if you're paying attention, you can always hit that rewind button if you're in social media. What are three of those things? Hmm. Let me see who's been paying attention. I'll play my little Jeopardy song while you guys put your thoughts together. All right, anybody? Ooh, you guys are like, oh, my memory's spinning me, Cindy. <laughs> I don't know. Come on now. Should I make should I make it a little bit easier to see if y'all have lost your eyesight and you can read what's on the screen? Giving you a big hint this morning. All 384 of you, come on now. Somebody call in. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ooh. Well, uh, Miss Donna, you're awfully close. Let me see now. 
Mm-hmm. So she's got blood pressure check, glucose check, and cholesterol. Mm. Look at the screen, and then I need you to call in. Active calling. Uh-huh. Yeah, 936 two, I've got this 6-4 number stuck in my head this morning. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> um, Miss Virginia, instructions, call 93. Here we go. Finally, somebody's listening to me this morning. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Yes. Um, is it the, um, the blood pressure, the uh, cholesterol, um, diabetes? Mm, I mean, those things will be checked, but I want you all to look at what's actually on the screen. Oh, and and help you <laughs> help yourself. All right, let's try the, count us the right <laughs> Let's try let's try the next caller. Good morning, caller. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's included in the senior health check? Give me three items. Okay, dementia, heart condition, osteoporosis. <laughs> You guys, are, well, I mean, yes, but I was hoping that you were actually looking at what's on the screen. Um, but let, let, let's let me see if we can if we can get one one more. Um, is anybody paying attention to me this morning? <laughs> Nine three six two six. They're, they're listening, Sandy. I they're know not, they're listening. Not. You guys are giving me details, <laughs> but what does it say on the screen? <laughs> they're definitely listening at all. Hi, the good morning, caller. Dr. Gupta can help. Hi, good morning. Um, so, uh, routine blood test. Yes. And yes. A analysis. Yay! There we go. Woo! Where's my little applause button? Yes. Fantastic. Congratulations, caller. You have won um, the uh, senior health check certificate. Big shout out to Health City Cayman Islands. I'm always giving away uh, free things right here on the Cold Hard Truth. Now, everybody's calling, but we already have a winner. But listen, at 250, you can't go wrong, folks, giving them a call. Um, there's lots of things that you'll spend way more money on a ticket to Miami that's probably not as healthy for you as going and getting this health check done. So do give them a call. Uh, 640-4040 is the telephone number. Shamari, Dr. Gupta, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So All right, indeed. wonderful. Thank you, Kimmy. All right. So, folks, we're going to switch gears. Thank you, caller. I got your telephone number written down here. Um, thank you. And if for some reason you don't hear from me, um, make sure that you message me because I, I, I took it down. I think I got the right number. Hold on now. Yes, that's the right number. So I'm going to pass that on to Health City as we speak. And they're going to go ahead and give you a call and get you all sorted out. Let me just send them your number right now before I forget a little Early onset, not dementia, but little little tops. Hi, morning. Good morning, caller. We we got a winner already. Yes, ma'am. As usual, I'm having some food problems. Oh yeah, so, we we got a winner already though. Mm-hmm. But have a nice day. okay, honey. I, I think you I think y'all will want to keep listening. You might want to call back <laughs> after you hear what I have to say about these teachers and these schools, honey. Chill. Hmm. Let's take a commercial break. But it's not my phone. I just had to run out to put it down. <laughs> oh, Mom my goodness. Life. You got your radio still? Listen on your little radio. Uh, listen, folks, um, Here, here's what we're, we're yeah. going to what we're gonna do. I got it. This commercial is really funny because uh, this commercial, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm hoping it's called the Burger King Angry Everything Burger. I don't even know what that means. 
but this is going to put me in the mood for the discussion that we're going to have right now. Because when it comes to protecting your children, I believe in taking no prisoners. So maybe that's what this burger's about. Angry burger. Friends, K-Manians, Whopper fans, I do declare that this king is angry. The Angry Whopper is back after four years. Flame grilled quarter powder topped with melted pepper jack cheese, hot angry sauce, crispy angry onions, iceberg lettuce, jalapenos, and tomato. But that is not all. You can now get angry everything. Angry chicken, angry fish, even angry breakfast. Ask for angry at Burger King and we'll add pepper jack cheese, angry sauce, angry onions, and jalapenos to any sandwich. Angry everything is here for a limited time only and only at Burger King. Hmm. What happened? It got cut off. Okay. I think my internet's a little bit spotty today. I'm going to switch over from flow. Give me one second. Oh gosh. If I disconnect it, I wonder if it's going to disconnect the radio. I better not take a chance. Yeah. Cause I keep hearing choppiness in my stuff today. So I'm going to have to go on logic for tomorrow. I don't know what's going on flow. Get it together. Um, oh yes. Let me see here now. Uh, I think that, um, oh, I think you have to end it though. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have any control over that. But you can log back in and end it properly. All right, folks. Guess what? It is what it is. Um, let me see here now. Uh yeah, doesn't give me that option, honey chill. All right, so um I'll have to listen to that Burger King commercial again. It's angry, but it kind of ended abruptly. Hmm. All right, so listen, um, yesterday I was shocked. To get the news, honey chill, that uh, a teacher had been um, escorted from Prospect Primary for allegedly kicking a child. Now, I need to address a couple things in relation to this. And forgive me for taking no prisoners this morning. Okay? Mm. I will take no prisoners. I just got to remember that I'm on the radio. So there's certain things that I won't say because y'all be getting me so salty. I want to I want to say certain little words, but not on the radio. It's all right. We're good at communicating. We can say what we have to say without the use of some words. They just make it so much easier when I'm salty to just tell y'all what I'm thinking. Ugh, less descriptive, you know, just bam. And y'all like, ooh, Sandy, we get you. We feel you. We feel where you're coming from. All right, let's talk about what we know and what we don't know and how some of y'all are up in your feelings. Good morning, Johan. Johan is here on time. Are you back, Johan? Welcome back, my brother. Uh, Johan is just in the nick of time because, listen to me, I feel particularly a way about um, children. And when I say children, I'm talking about younger children. You know, when, when they start to get teenagers, 14, 15 years old, and they want to be an adult, sometimes you kind of have to give them a little bit of taste of being an adult. Um, I don't believe in corporal punishment for children. I don't believe that you have to be kicking children for sure, boxing children down, pushing children. Listen, uh, y'all have grown up. Some of y'all have grown up like animals. And I get that it might be difficult for you to separate your ability um, to discipline a child without having to physically lay your hands on that child. You know that you can discipline a child with just words? You ever discipline a child, the child is like, oh my God, just with your words, you put them in that corner with your words. And they're like, whoa, like seriously, mama, I'm sorry. I never meant to do it. They're apologizing. They come back so sweet. The little sweet little dumplings that you remember giving birth to. You don't have to always be yelling at children and degrading them. 
sometimes I admit that you got to raise your little voice for a second to make sure they're paying attention. Do you, you understand? Are you listening to me? But I think, let, let's talk about this situation with this teacher because this is much more complex. And I see your comments um, on social media. And let me just, for the record, be painstakingly clear. I'm going to pull up some of these comments here this morning because I fancy that some of you have kind of lost your mind a little bit. You know, I often say to you folks that I don't read the comments. If someone says to me, oh, Miss Sandy, you need to go look at this and this and this, then I might have a look. Somebody named, what's his name? David. Let me get his proper name. He decided to get all up in the comment sections and trying to be rude and salty and tag in my name. And what I would say to you, sir, um, what's his name? Hold on. Let me get his name for you because I'd like to address him by his name this morning. Uh, please do both you and I a favor, favor this morning and do not, under any circumstances, tag me Alistair David. Who's Alistair David? I don't even know who this joker is. But, sir, do yourself a favor and don't tag my name in your comments. You're free to comment. I don't have an issue with you commenting and sharing your opinion because guess what? Everybody in the Cayman Islands has an opinion. Oh, he's a, a partner, I guess, probably at HSM. Oh, goody. Um, Cayman Islands law firm. Oh, that's who he is. Senior associate. Oh, he's not even a partner yet. Maybe you need to focus a little bit more on your legal profession. You might be become a partner over there at HSM. Big shout out to my friends over at HSM, which do not include Alistair David, by the way. So he comes in with his comments and he's tagging me. Oh, you've made this situation worse by naming this teacher. Uh, Alistair, Alistair, I'm going to assume that you're from the UK, darling. Uh, let me make it very, very clear. Don't tag me in your comments. I'm not interested in your opinion personally. You can share your opinion with the rest of the world. As you see, a few silly people liked your opinion. That's them. They can like it. They cannot like it. But he's all upset. Because we have named this person. And of course, apparently, not only is he a lawyer, but apparently he's also a journalist. Because he's going to tell me what journalistic standards include. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not today, Bobo. You see, this is why when we tell you that some of y'all are just rude and you come here with the wrong stinking attitude, you might not understand what we mean, but I'm going to school you this morning, Alistair David. You're a little too fresh, okay? Mm -hmm. You're a little bit too fresh. Has she engaged you for legal services? Will you be representing her? That's the only question that I have. What's in the public interest? What do you know about what's in the public interest? Good morning, caller. You trying to get on the show? Oh, you you can't. Oh, you don't have the link. Okay, let me see. Okay, honey, let me see what's going on. No problem. Um, yes, honey child, let me get you a link because everybody want to listen to the show right now. I see y'all. Um, so yes, Alistair, if I tell you that I actually don't value your opinion, you have to accept that that's my opinion. I don't have to value your opinion. But since you're a journalist, I mean, I don't know where your qualifications came from, but you asking me about journalistic principles. I'm like, oh, okay, Alistair. Um, let's go there. You say, and I find that this is so funny because uh, my little friend Clinton, he had a moment of clarity when he um, had to refer to your comments, the link that you shared. Hold on, 
Clinton, I'm coming for you too. Thank you this morning. Alistair says, where is the public interest in naming this individual? Three question marks. Just because the public might find it interesting does not mean it's in the public interest. Okay. You cannot see the detail. You accept that the details of the incident are not clear, yet you name this individual. Um, Alistair, allow me to um, explain to you because I fancy you're actually not a person that I've ever seen comment on CMR. Not to say that you haven't, because like I said, I don't often uh, read the comments and I don't have time, you know, so perhaps you have commented before. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you might have missed a couple memos, but let me be very, very clear here, okay? I'm pretty sure that, number one, your child doesn't go to prospect primary. Number two, no one has kicked your child because as an attorney at law, anyone who even raised their foot at your child, even pinch your child, grab your child, you'd probably be suing them and crying down human rights on them. Now, wouldn't you, Alice, dear? I'm pretty sure that you would. So while you talk about, oh, it's unclear, what we do, and again, you know, as someone who probably doesn't even pay attention to the platform, except when you want to try and get salty with people, let me be very, very clear. What happened here, Alistair, is that the ministry issued a statement. They're the ones who are saying that they're unclear about what transpired. Did you actually read the article? I don't think that CMR said that CMR is unclear about what happened. The ministry made a statement. We heard before the ministry made a statement, and by the way, only God knows why they waited so long. They waited until we contacted the police and said, did y'all go over there today to prospect primary and arrest a teacher or removed her from school? And then hours later, they decide to issue a statement. Mm-hmm. Right? We have been informed that this assistant teacher was removed from the school after kicking a, a year one student. Year one student, I'm going to come back to that here in a second. So Alistair decides to share because he thinks that, you know, because he's from the UK, they get it all right and they're perfect. And, you know, as usual, poor little us living in glass skirts must sit here and listen to them because they have all the answers. Uh, really? Have y'all looked at the mess that's going on in the UK? You guys have all the answers? You did Brie, Brie X and now you're doing Brie Regret or Brie Gret or whatever because now you're like, oh, we should have done that. Y'all don't have no clue. You can't even keep a government together over there. I'm just saying for the record. Okay. Uh, you know, we're not really looking to the UK for any real solid advice on much of anything that happens in this world because y'all have your own uh, mess to fix. No, 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 Leroy, we're not blocking him. Let Alistair try to come for me on a good day so that I can set him straight and I can educate him. Don't know what hole in the wall he crawled out from sipping his tea, but I got my tea this morning too. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And your tea is no better than mine, honey chill. Okay, Alistair. He shares a link where he says, Birmingham teacher arrested after alleged sexual assault of four girls. And he uses that as an example. Well, well they haven't named the person here. So, you know, if, if it's that bad, you should name person honey child. The UK, when it comes to child molesters and predators. And they're lackluster. They do have a um, offenders list, but it's very, very lackluster. Again, they're not the, the end goal. They're not what we're looking to actually achieve in this country. 
we would like to do better than them and how they treat their children. Because there have been horrific cases of child abuse and child molestation in the UK where they've dropped the ball on more than one front. Mm-hmm. Clinton says the following. In that same article, there are two links highlighting, uh, highlighted involving teachers abusing children, and their names are at the beginning of each article. So the very example he uses, like, oh, don't name. Uh, is it in the public interest? I'm going to tell you all this morning why it's in the public interest, and it's very much in the public interest for you to know precisely who would lift their foot at a year one child. Do you guys remember a couple months ago, we had a parent on the program um, who was talking about the fact that her child was allegedly assaulted when she comes back with, with bruises on her back, an 18-month-old child, not even two years old. And she was talking about some of the issues that she had had um, regarding a particular school, right? And teachers who were, you know, just manhandling little children. You don't think that we need to know which teacher has been escorted out of a school for kicking a child, even if it is just an allegation? Let me ask you a question, Alistair. When we were naming the crazy uh, Fredericks lady who was forcing children to drink an unknown substance, allegedly, right? Who was forcing children to talk about their sexuality when the kids didn't even know what she meant, allegedly, when she was performing an exorcism on those children, allegedly, where were you, Alistair David, in the comment section saying, oh, well, why are you guys naming her and the assistant teachers who assisted her in this hot mess of a situation? Hmm? When we've named other teachers and principals who've gotten into physical altercation at the high school level with children, where were you when we named them? When we named a teacher in private school who had an OnlyFans account who was allegedly in the classroom telling her children uh, they're too nosy and their parents are too nosy and they may, must stay off of her OnlyFans account because she got a side hustle selling herself and selling porn. At a private school in this country, we named her and showed her accounts and showed her pictures and everything. Alistair, where were you? Okay. You want to talk about public interest, but you don't even understand this platform. Don't come in here trying to tell us how to do our job. You're a journalist, go set up your own platform and you do it. And you hold whatever journalistic principles you believe exist to whatever standard you want to do that to. That's your business. Only certain jurisdictions seem to want to hide everything. And the English are, are perfectly good at hiding everything. Y'all want to pretend like you're so stush and you're so prim and proper. You need to be brought down a few notches because it's that attitude and the pretense that covers up a lot of shenanigans. And in particular, when it comes to protecting your children. And I'm not here for it. You're so prim and proper and don't want to name people. That's why Prince Andrew is in the mess that he's in now. Maybe if he'd gotten some therapy, which he clearly needed, he wouldn't be going after teenage girls and having sex with them. How about that? Allegedly. Please, don't y'all come for me. Not on a good day and definitely not today. I had very little sleep last night. Poor Zeus. Got an upset tummy. 
And I'm just not in the mood for the likes of the Alistair Davids of the world. Someone is arrested and we name them. In, in other jurisdictions, a person is a person of interest and they're named. Not, not in the UK, apparently, because like I said, they have a different journalistic standard. They want to hide everything. This clearly is not the platform for you. Do yourself a favor and do the other viewers a favor and take your public interest self right over to the compass and read their publication. They'll help you with that. They'll help you with your journalistic standards and your public interests. We're not here to do things your way, Alistair, just like I'm not going to come into your law firm and tell you how to represent a client and how you must do your job. Yeah, you're talking about human rights. Oh, oh yes, he says he primarily focuses on immigration, human rights, and litigation. You, you focus on that. Make that be your, your area of specialty. Okay? You get that right, and then perhaps uh, we can have a conversation about other things. Alistair, a teacher is alleged to have put her foot on a child a year one child, and you think she should remain anonymous? And I'm going to talk about some of the other people um, also who have clearly lost their damn minds and have been messaging me about, oh, you should name her, she should sue you. Sue me for what exactly? Hmm? That's a question I want to ask. If she feels like she can sue me, I would encourage her to do so. Go right ahead. Have we said something that isn't true? What are you suing me for? You are a public servant. Y'all seem to miss a critical point of this story. Even if she was a private, even if this was a private school, she should be named. But on top of it, she is in a government-operated public school, which makes her a public servant. We are paying for this, okay? Every taxpayer in this country, which is all of us, are paying for the lackluster education that government schools are delivering. And so it has turned out that Prospect Primary is a hot mess of a school. This used to be the best primary school in the Cayman Islands by all accounts. And guess what? No longer does it hold that reputation. It is quickly going down the drain. And we're going to name the people this morning that are responsible for that, including the management at the school, the Department of Education. And we're going to go all the way up to the minister. Because if she's clueless and she's not talking to people and all she's doing is throwing money at the situation, which is not resolving anything, it needs to be stopped. Hmm? So I see Miss Chelsea. I don't know who the heck Chelsea is. Somebody was telling me, um, I think, who she was this morning. Uh, she decides to get in my DMs. Talking about um, what did Chelsea say? She's she's another person who must must not know me in a good day, honey. Chill, ooh, honey. Mm -mm. Hold on now, where's Chelsea? Oh yes, Chelsea's like, oh, I said what I said, and I told you she should sue you, Chelsea. You and um, what's this woman's name, Miss Lisa? Get your sue me funds together and please come and sue me. Do go go right ahead and sue me. I'm supposed to be afraid of a threat of, of being sued, Chelsea Solomon. I don't know who the hell Chelsea Solomon is. But let me be very, very clear, Chelsea, okay? Understand me when I tell you that your threats of a lawsuit have nothing to do with me. 
If if somebody feels like they have a lawsuit and they want to sue, go right and sue. That's what the courts are for. That don't mean your case has merits and it don't mean that you're going to win. But by all means, satisfy your ego and sue. If that's going to make you feel better, knock yourself out. Now, what I'm not going to say, uh, she says that she's an angry citizen and educator. I don't know what school Chelsea works at. Lord Jesus, help her children. Really and truly. But let me be very, very clear. She commented and said, oh, um, I said what I said. Well, I'm going to say what I'm saying too. And I want you to pay attention, Chelsea. She shouldn't be named. Really? Y'all need to explain to me this morning. How is it that this teacher has been suspended for assaulting a child previously and she's back in the classroom doing the exact same thing again? Chelsea, Alastair, David, would the two of you kindly call me now at 93626 and anybody else who liked their comment, give me a call this morning and tell me why this is not this teacher's first time at the rodeo. Just last year, she was suspended from the classroom for assaulting a child. That parent has reached out to me. Are y'all insane? And here she is again aggression towards your one and two children, you do not need to be in the classroom. You're in the wrong job if you can't teach without kicking people and without being aggressive towards young children. Where do y'all think these young children are learning this behavior from? Seriously? It's not in the public interest to name the individual. Well, tell me something, Alistair. What exactly is in the public's interest? To allow children to be abused and we don't know who the abusers are? You didn't hear about the one last year, did you? That's because CMR didn't know nothing about it. Okay? Now we know about it and we're letting you know this is not this woman's first time at the rodeo. Maybe had she been named last year, she wouldn't be doing it again. Because clearly the suspension of this teacher was an ineffective means of punishing her for hitting people's children. The suspension did nothing. I bet you she's going to think twice about kicking somebody's child or grabbing up somebody's child again after being featured on CMR. Right. You want to talk about her previous behavior with this young child? Y'all understand how young year one children are? Now, I know that government schools ages are a little bit different. My child is not in a government school. And Lord Jesus, help anybody who got to pick up their foot towards my child. Because I'm telling you, I will go to jail. I will gladly go to Fairbanks that day. Because I'm going to come to that school, Lisa and anybody else, Prospect Primary, John Gray, Clifton Hunter, and I'm going to thump you on top of your head. And uh, Chelsea, I said what I said. This is ridiculous. Here we are trying to teach our children nonviolence. Communicate with your words. Young children can't even regulate their emotions. And adults are treating them worse than animals. I would not even kick a dog unless it was in self-defense to get the dog off of me. I would never even kick a dog, much less somebody's child. And look at you calling yourself teachers. You guys are disgusting. Let me try and find this message from um, this parent here today because y'all really got me feeling that kind of way and out of sorts. 
And the problem is there is a much bigger problem here. So Lisa and Sandra Muir, I understand that she is a Caymanian apparently, was suspended last year for assaulting a year two student. And this, I understand, was a big situation. Again, why CMR never heard about it, only God knows. You parents need to step up to the plate and stop accepting foolishness with your children. You have your jobs to do. And I know some of y'all not doing the best job as parents. You step up, do your part, but you also have to hold school administrators, the ministry, the department, and teachers and managers in these schools accountable for their behavior as well. We all have to do our part to raise good children, educated children, balanced children who are not suffering from emotional issues because they're being kicked in schools by teachers. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sandra. Oh, I was hoping that was Alistair calling me. But I'm I'm glad to hear your voice all the same. (laughs) Thank you. Isn't that a shame? What? We, we as parents, which mm. mine is grown up, mm-hmm. he's a man, um, should all be outraged about this. This woman, she can't call herself a teacher. No one should call her a teacher. Mm-hmm. Should be in a mental institute because it's uh, like she has a serious mental problem. Don't you realize, I don't care if it's a Caymanian or she was a Russian. Mm-hmm. Don't you realize that if she had did that in any other country, <laughs> she would have that sweet smile Anywhere. She'd be lucky if she like, still have I her did. foot. Listen to me. She's from Jamaica. And had she done that in Jamaica, the consequences would have been different. Being mean would have been the least of her worries. Exactly. Exactly. We should be outraged about this. We, that our parents, that are caring parents, because some now worthwhile to be called parents. Mm-hmm should be outraged about this because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and I don't care who like it or not. If mm-hmm. it was my child, brother, she... Uh, uh, no, that is worthwhile spending a, a few a few months or a few, a few weeks mm-hmm. in jail for. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's Mm-mm. right. If that was my child. Mm. But we as parents should, should, I don't know who the parents is, but you bet whoever it is better do something about it mm-hmm. and fast. And no, and then talk about education, ministry, or anything else. Just do what you have to do. Hmm. Anyway, Thank you, caller. I appreciate it, my dear. Day. I appreciate Thank you. It. All right, darling. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Miss Sun. Morning, dear. Can I tell you that I'm actually I am actually home and I'm listening to your show and mm-hmm. love my two daughters. And it's 21 and one is eleven. And my mm-hmm. little daughter, she turned to me and she said, Mommy, 
I can imagine if that was me and that teacher put her foot on me, what she would do to her. Lord Jesus. She said, Mommy, I can just imagine because, Mommy, when it comes to us, mm-hmm. oh, you get mad. You understand? Miss that is unacceptable. What can that little child do for, for mm-hmm. a teacher? A teacher mm-hmm. that should be at school setting an example. Child have done for you to do something like that, and then people are gonna talk about don't name them. It's from Jamaica, you could run them. They do what I hope you know. Mm-mm. Even in the country, they would have tamper down. Oh gosh, the connection's kind of poor today. Caller, so Mm-hmm. The, the connection's a little bit spotty, um, caller, so I'm catching kind of every other word. Um, ca- caller, yeah, caller, let me let me um just repeat what you said because you're kind of coming in choppy there, but I've just switched um providers, so I think you might be a bit better now. Yeah, I was actually, I was yes. saying. A lot of I am a Jamaican. I am from Jamaica, right? And mm-hmm. to be honest, if if somebody had done that to my child in Jamaica before the police even reached mm-hmm. there for that teacher, we mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. because I don't treat my children like that. I don't beat my children and I have family around me that I don't deal with, period, because them just feel like if a child something go like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm them now we we really shouldn't have to abuse them because when you're upset if if you're upset and you should and you should beat a child you know you want to damage it to a child you understand so yes. when when a child do something you as a parent you have to be in control be in control and there's exactly. no way government supposed to be a teacher like that she's supposed to get yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you put your foot where the little picnic couldn't do like that. Miss Sandy, I'm from year Jamaica. Old. And a a five-year-old. You understand? Exactly. A lot, Miss Sandy, a lot of things that Jamaican come here and do, they will not do it in Jamaica. So mm-hmm. why leave your country and come into mm-hmm. another country to do those things? They not run them with nobody down in Jamaica. Huh. They not do it. Yes. Because they don't have anything to fear in Cayman. The system here is soft. The administrators are soft. The, t- the parents soft. Everybody's soft. And a lot of times children children going through so much things and they tell the parents and it's like the parents are afraid to talk. Why? Mm. So you're just going to sit and let people abuse their children. And, oh, because oh, if I talk when, when, when I send my child to school, the teacher, they're, they're not going to pay any mind and they're going to do it. And they're going, you don't care about that. That is your child well-being. So whatsoever you have to do to protect mm-hmm. your child, mm-hmm. you have to do it. So if you have to stand and talk, you stand and talk, you can't shy away when it comes to your children. So if we as parents are not going to protect our children, who is going to protect them for us? Exactly. Exactly. Who is Thank going you, to Carla. protect them for us? Yes. Yes, ma'am. You're welcome. I appreciate it, my dear. Yes, ma'am. No problem. I think we should we need to have zero tolerance when it comes to abuse of children in any way, shape, or form. Whether it's sexual abuse or kicking a child with your foot as a school teacher, this is unacceptable behavior. And yes, it's alleged. There's not a full investigation yet. We don't have all the details of what what was the tipping point for this woman. 
Did she not get the right type of tea in the morning? What set her off? We don't have any of those details yet, but they will come in time. But what I'm telling you is this woman has a history, a known history, because she was suspended last year. So Finya says, um, let me read some of your comments. Leroy says, shame on her. Call him at work, Sandy. I'm not calling no Alistair David. He's a damn fool. And furthermore, thank you very much um, to Gareth. I think it was Gareth who pointed out here is Alistair. I don't know what kind of lawyer he's supposed to be because clearly he's not doing his research. He's, sh he's sharing as an example, Birmingham teacher arrested after alleged sexual assault of four girls. Oh, look, he wasn't named. Really? Actually, he was eventually named when he pleaded guilty to 11 charges. And he was named before that city's um, crown court in July. What's your point, Alistair? You never got the right link. You never did your research in terms of when he was named. And once again, I don't work for, what, which publication is this? lbc.co.uk. I don't work for them and I don't have any interest in working for them. If we have a different standard here in the Cayman Islands and you don't like it, you know what you can do? British Airways, every single week she comes in, at least twice a week. I'm sure you can afford the ticket so we're not going to put together no donation for you. You can go back to the UK where you like how they do everything. You like how their journalists do whatever, and you can go and complain to them, and they might actually give a cahoots. People who do wrong in this country will be named. People who are accused and highlighted of doing certain behavior will be named. Because too many hardcore criminals be getting away with stuff because the justice system just doesn't work. We shouldn't name them. Really? There's a lot of abuses that could be prevented if we knew the types of demons that we have around our children. You know, when my little daughter asked me, mommy, are monsters real? I'm always so cautious at how I answer that question. Because the monsters that she's talking about, that she sees in her little play videos and whatever, rawr, you know, they're not, they're not real. I tell her, no, that's not what you have to worry about. I said, one day I'm going to explain to you what I mean by that. Because the real monsters are the people that we have to deal with every single day. The real monsters are teachers who would dare raise their foot at a five-year-old child. Five years old. What on earth could a five-year-old have done to any adult, experienced teacher, experienced educator that is going to want to have you touch them in any way, shape, or form physically? Woman, you have no control over yourself. Caller, good morning and welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. I am good and my blood's boiling. Actually, it's hotter than my coffee. I can imagine. Isn't this ridiculous? <laughs> how, how do we live in a society where people can, can say, oh, well, don't name her. You know, we don't have all the details yet. What are y'all waiting on? Are you waiting on the ministry to do an investigation, mass units to do an investigation? Just, that, just like how they did with Miss Fredericks, who's performing an uh, exorcism on people's children, and do nothing, they do nothing about it? That's what you want to wait on? Because we know nothing is going to come of this, for the record. Nobody expects anything. They'll suspend her for a month or two, and then hope that we've all forgotten about it, 
And then she'll be put right back in the classroom, still making five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month as a teacher and, and as an assistant teacher, because she's actually an assistant teacher. And they just and hope that everybody, child. yeah, everybody forgets about it, put them back in the classroom, no big deal. Hmm? Yep. And to to Mr. David, I just wanted to say something uh, to him actually. Uh, he clearly does not have kids, or if he does, then he's not looking after them. I don't know what's going no, on. No, you know what? No, let me tell you something. He's got kids that probably go to some posh um, private school, okay? And he knows that those teachers would never in a million years raise their hands or foot on people's children because they know better. All the Montessori schools, they don't believe in no corporal punishment because they know how to deal with children. They know how to speak to children and so on and so forth. And if they did do something like that, he would be the first one to be suing them into the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And he says... Uh, he says, well, this is not in public interest. No, maybe it's in parents' interest, parents that have their kids in those schools. Mm -hmm. How about that? And how about parents that have to go through that that uh, trauma with their kids when they're hit and have bruises on their backs and are crying every day and have all these symptoms of everything and, and what could happen next? What about all that? What about all that suffering mm -hmm. that your child goes through and then you go through? <laughs> Not name her, of course, name her. Who's the child cannot mm -hmm, name her? Mm -hmm. My 18 month old couldn't name her. Mm -hmm. Who is you expect an 18 month old to name the teacher that when I saw it with my own eyes, mm -hmm. but apparently there were not there wasn't enough evidence for mm -hmm. the system, the system that I believed in to to give justice to me and my child failed me. And here I am, and here you are trying mm -hmm. to make the right, try, trying to do the right thing and point out and put, put these names out there so people can see and know what's happening. So parents are aware. And then we have people like these tell you what to do or tell you how to be a journalist. This is not just about being a journalist. This is hmm. about caring. This is just about, this and, is about listen knowing. To me. L listen to me, call and everybody else who's listening to the program. This is why I know somebody like Alistair does not even follow CMR. He doesn't pay any attention. I don't know why he jumped on this particular issue. Because I have had journalistic training, despite what y'all might think. I used to work for the newspaper, actually, at my university. And I've done journalism. I'm an English major. That's not, like you said, that's not what this is about. CMR doesn't really give two hoots about journalistic principles. We are here as a service to the community. Yes, we do news. But our overarching um, remit isn't about delivering things in a particular journalistic way and always, you know, spelling it a thousand percent correct. No, it's about getting information to you, the people, so that yeah. you stay informed, right? Because if you sit down and wait on the official sources, you'll get the information two, three, four, five days later. How many of you knew that yesterday there was an armed robbery at the gas station on Walker's Road until CMR mentioned it and that they're looking for a green Honda Fit? Oh, no, I don't think the police have even issued a statement on it. That's what CMR is about. We're not here to stay in a little box and be prim and proper and give you things, you know, oh, we're going we're gonna to serve you your French toast and a platter. And we've got to make sure it's done this particular way. Listen, if we're a little bit rough around the edges, it is what it is. If you don't like it, you don't have to follow the platform. It's just not your cup of tea. And we're perfectly fine with not being everybody's cup of tea. Alistair, I don't care if you ever watch or listen to CMR ever in a million years. 
That's fine. You'll be fine. You'll continue to live. And trust me, I will be perfectly fine over here as well. A five-year-old. Even, even a threat of violence against a five-year-old from an adult is a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, the mentality that comes with that. Our educators. What is wrong with some of you? Well, we're going to talk about that. Caller, anything else you wanted to share with us this morning? Yes, just one thing to the parent that is Mm -hmm. going through this because I can empathize and I understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Just don't give up. Um, Keep going and keep fighting for your daughter or your son, whoever it is, and for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And even if the system doesn't support you, trust and believe God will and CMR will. (laughs) Have a good day. Thank you you so much. Absolutely ridiculous. Gabby says uh, she knows she wouldn't have no foot left if she was um, to kick if this was in Jamaica. So let me be very clear. She happens to be a Jamaican teacher. I know some of y'all are shocked. Miss um, Shanae says she's Jamaican. White people like them always trying to come to give the rest of Jamaicans such a bad name. She does not believe uh, in any school at all. I hope the students are okay. And the parents are able to take it further because it's ridiculous. I really hope that she calls in and I think something got cut off there. Um, yeah, she is from Jamaica. Now, I want to be very, very clear here because I don't really care where she's from. She could have been a Caymanian. And the energy that I'm putting into the show this morning would have been very much the same. We have monsters that come in all shapes and sizes when it comes to dealing with her children. Now, I'm not saying she's not a good educator. I saw somebody defending her saying, oh, she used to be over at Cayman Academy, which is a seven-day Adventist private school. What does that mean? So what? And oh, she, she uh, you know, uh, was around my kids and didn't do nothing to them. So what? That doesn't mean that what she is alleged to have done to this five-year-old child didn't happen. And what she was alleged to have done last year to another five-year-old child didn't happen. Maybe she can't handle younger children. I mean, I don't know what age she was dealing with over at Cayman Academy. But I do want to address something that is the elephant in the room this morning. And I know some of y'all are going to be up in your feelings and you're going to get upset. And one statement I'm going to manage to upset some churches, particularly Seventh-day Adventists, And I'm also going to upset some people in the Ministry of Education, the department, and some teachers. And I'm going to tell you and forewarn you beforehand that I don't care if you get upset because you need to hear the truth. There has been, for some time now, Lynette Monteith. Um, I, I don't know if she's going by her maiden name, but most of you will know her as Lynette Monteith. Um, she is, what is her maiden name, by the way? Anyway, whatever, whatever the maiden name is, you guys know exactly who I'm talking about here. She seems to have, and I've had both teachers, administrators, and um, even uh, parents tell me this, that she seems to have, oh, she was a howl, thank you. She seems to have a preference for a particular type of teacher. You want to know what her preference is? And then we need to talk about how this would be happening in the Cayman Islands. Her preference is Jamaican seven-day Adventist teachers. There are administrators and teachers who are saying that we're being iced out because all she wants to hire are Jamaican seven-day Adventist teachers because she's Jamaican and she's seven-day Adventist. Say what? Hmm? Did y'all hear what I just said? There should be no preference given to you 
because you're a Jamaican and because you're a Seventh-day Adventist teacher when it comes to hiring in our schools. You see, now this is the nepotism that we're often talking about that's happening right underneath their noses, yet Caymanian qualified teachers, assistants, and teachers are not getting the time of day. And there's a lot happening at Prospect Primary, and I'm going to tell you all this morning that you all need to reach out to me. Parents, I'm being told that you were supposed to reach out to me from last year and you have not done so. I cannot speak on what I do not know. But it looks like there's a new principal at Prospect Primary and it's gone to hell in a handbasket. And it's gone down the drain. And the, the, the information now is starting to accumulate on what is happening at Prospect Primary, which had an amazing reputation for being a really good school. It's now gone down the drain. Hmm. And like I said, if you're insulted by that comment, I don't really care because it happens to be the truth. Why is she hiring just Jamaican Seventh-day Adventist teachers? See what another teacher say? Sandy? She's also packing the department full of the same category people, and those help her in keeping Caymanians down. Those are the ones that are getting promoted too. Huh? Really? Well, we need to, we need to put a stop to this. And this is where if the minister is unaware of what's happening. As of today, she will no longer be unaware, and I get that she's not supposed to get involved in the hiring and firing and whatever of civil servants, but perhaps the deputy governor is the one who should be somebody. Just say, call France. Look at that. Touche. I was just calling on his name. He's the one who clearly needs to pay attention this morning to what's actually happening in this country. Deputy governor, we're calling on you to do a fair and open assessment of how many Jamaican seven-day Adventists, teachers, administrators, I don't care, have been hired under Lynette. It seems to be a disproportionate amount. And that's not right. It's not fair. To the detriment of our own people. Hmm? Yeah, the minister going to increase that salary now. I hear some of y'all looking at six, seven, eight thousand dollars to be in our schools a month, not performing, sitting down trying to look pretty, hiding up in the office all day. And we need to talk about the school principal at Prospect Primary as well this morning because we're coming for you too, honey chair. In fact, nobody will be left out this morning, I hate to tell you. Minister Kenneth Bryan, I got a bone to pick with you. I heard that this same woman who was suspended last year, okay, and then is going to be suspended again probably this year, taken out of the classroom, that you had her over the summer teaching some summer camp tourism program to her children? Say what? You could not find a Caymanian teacher to teach tourism over the summer to our children? You need to come on this show and have it make sense. Say what? I said, as Chelsea said, I said what I said. You don't have to like it, but I said what I said. This is where it's at. This is the kind of foolishness that is happening in our schools. And we're talking about, we don't want to name people. Johan says, is there an official statement from the Ministry of Education or Department of Education this matter? Yeah, they issued a lackluster statement after we contacted the police to say a child was allegedly assaulted in her schools, say what? 
You see, they're so reactive. They accidentally sent out a press release yesterday claiming that um, we had a minister of public relations and then they had to retract it. Well, maybe maybe that was like a Freudian slip. We do need a minister of public relations for y'all to try and get it right. Okay. Hear the joke now. Mm-hmm. This is what they've had to say for themselves. Um, DES takes swift action to address alleged case of staff uh, misconduct. Really? This came out at 6.36 p.m. Let me tell y'all what time I heard about it. Hold on now. And I started to message and inquire about the foolishness that they were doing. Lots of teachers. I wonder if they do exit interviews when these teachers up and leave, especially the Cayman teachers, because they might get a real eye-opener as to what is actually happening in the school system. Prospect primary teacher, uh, principal, she don't even want to work. I've never heard of such a thing in my life. She, you go look at the staff roster, which I have a copy of, and guess what? <laughs> She's not even on the roster. She doesn't go around the children. She doesn't go in the cafeteria. She doesn't want to be out in any common areas. She wants to be locked up in her office. Doing what? Only God knows. So I got wind of it after two o'clock in the afternoon. DES, Department of Education Services, issued their statement at 6.36 p.m. Talk about they're taking swift action. But was that as swift as the kick that the poor child allegedly got? Mm-hmm. They've been informed of an alleged case of misconduct by a staff member. Well, MASH unit and police showed up and took her away, make her pack her little stuff up and left. Four hours to put together this little press release. Four plus hours after the incident took place. And you are claiming that your action is swift. Okay, I guess what they mean is when they heard about the initial report, they say the DES promptly referred the matter to MASH for investigation. Adhering to the established protocol for addressing child protection allegations involving staff. Okay. Uh, acting Director of DES, Elroy Bryan, advised that the member of staff implicated in the alleged incident has been removed from the school pending the outcome of the appropriate investigation to ensure the welfare of the students. And again, she was suspended last year. Can Mr. Elroy Bryan, since we want to talk about a world-class civil service, world-class teachers, world-class schools, millions of dollars spent in salaries for these teachers and the facilities, can he explain to us why a teacher who was suspended last year is even back in the classroom again? What remediation occurred from the incident from last year where she assaulted another child? Did she get some counseling, some training? What's her problem? Does she have anger management issues around little five-year-olds? Y'all need to help me understand this. Because if you're supposed to be a professional educator, even as an assistant teacher around young children, and you can't keep your emotions in check, I think you are in the wrong job, honey child. Alistair got a job for you and over in his law firm. Because maybe you could go over there and kick him and not be named, and you'll be okay. You know the anger that this elicits from parents that care? If you're, if you're a parent and you're not feeling a way about this this morning, I hate to tell you, but I mean that you don't care. 
you really don't care that much about your children. Hmm? Because I'm telling you, under no circumstances would this woman put her foot on my little Gigi and it can go so. Mass unit, you can call them all right. You might even have to call the governor by the time I was finished with her yesterday. It's absolutely ridiculous. Curtis says, good question, Johan. Charlene says, caller, um, these expats don't want us, Caymanians, saying or doing anything in this platform or in the country. And I mean, most of a specific group of expats, not only Jamaicans. Well, I mean, to be honest, Jamaicans, they don't care if you're calling in or not. They're not normally the ones who are trying to silence you. I'm going to be very, very honest because they're having the conversations themselves. And all decent Jamaicans who are on this platform right now are shaking their head, saying that this woman is bringing shame to them. See what Irvlin says? If that, if that was Jamaica, she would have for runway. Because there's certain things that Jamaicans, you know, for all the foolishness that they might tolerate, there's certain things that they're also not going to tolerate. Ridiculousness. Well, guess what? Are we not all thankful this morning that God gave me very broad shoulders and a big bonky? So I can handle all of what y'all be, oh, you shouldn't name her uh, Sandy this and Sandy that. Uh, I don't care. I'm like a turtle. The water just goes right over, it goes right over your back, my back. All your ridiculous comments go right over my back because I know what I'm here for and I know what I stand for. Okay. I'm not going to somebody else's country and tell them that they must remain silent when they see wrongdoing. Miss Linda says, yes, Miss Sandy. Uh, bash them. God knows they need to be exposed. Shame on them. I have one son and he's a respectable child. So no, no one better don't hurt my child. I promise God that I will spend the rest of my life Fairbanks. That's all I have to say. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, the ministry and the minister, they're only going to make this one little lackluster comment. Oh yeah, we give it to mass unit. Let them deal with it. None of us don't have any faith hardly in mass unit. If y'all want to know the truth. Y'all really want some truth telling this morning? We don't have no faith in mass unit. We get the concept of bringing all the agencies under one multi-agency, multi blah, 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 blah. What has been their success rate from before versus now? Is it any higher now because it's a mass unit? Really? Are they really mashing together? And I turn your attention again to the previous incident with this Fredericks woman. Having children drink an unknown substance, perform an exorcism on your children, and nothing is done. She's still getting paid a full salary. The woman actually showed up last year back at the school while singing around like she was God's gift to people. And it was only after we called it out and say, what is she doing back at the school? Oh, oh, it was a mistake. She didn't have permission to go. Really? She might be crazy, but I don't think she's that crazy. She can just show up to the school. And no one gave her permission to come back to work. So now she's still sitting at home working remotely and getting paid a full salary, an hour dime. Hmm? Gabby says she knows that she wouldn't have no foot left uh, to kick if that was in Jamaica. Diana says, to be honest, if it was one of my kids, I would not even ask any questions. <laughs> I would go and beat her, you know what, right there. My child would be the last child that she put her foot on. Kiss my teeth. Debbie says, put her on a plane. 
Every time, some, sometimes I think that some of these people leave a home, go to their place of employment and take out whatever's going on at home with whoever they come across. I guarantee you something probably going on in this woman's home and she's taking it out on that poor child. Well, I mean, I don't know the woman and I don't know what's going on in her life, but this behavior is unacceptable. And now we have at least two instances of it that we know about. See, Blackberry says, I never knew about last year's suspension. How is it that she was granted another opportunity? Blackberry, this is why I commented to you when you're like, oh, well, you know, we don't have all the facts. Let's not name her yet. This is why I said to you. There's a lot of things that go into the official story, right? That sometimes we know more and we're not saying more and we're still gathering information. And that's what I love about this show is I can bring it to you on this show. So yes, there was a previous incident that she was suspended for. Now, does that not make you now think about your initial comment? That's why I don't pay y'all no mind when you be making your comments because I say, poor, poor them. They don't even have a clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. I allow y'all to sit in your little corner and talk and say whatever. Because like I said, my behind broad and so are my shoulders. And it's going to be a-okay. But you cannot treat children like this. Especially a five-year-old child. I can't think of anything that a five-year-old child, short of coming at her with a knife. I saw that call I was trying to call in. I'm not sure if the call got dropped. But short of coming at her with like a knife and maybe she was in fear of her life or something, you know, and she had to like kick the child away to prevent him from stabbing her in the ankles or something. Like, I don't know what could have caused this. Anne-Marie, good morning. Ms. D says, so true, monsters are everywhere. You know, and it's hard to explain to children who are seven years old that the monsters they need to be afraid about come in the form of like people. Leroy says police are hopeless in Cayman. Well, that's a whole other topic. Kara <laughs> says, just coming on, good morning. What's your class? What year class does she teach? Year one and two. She's a teacher's assistant. Ms. Susan says, good morning, Sandra. It's not about teaching uh, with love no more. It's about the money. Well, we've just sweetened the pot. Where, you know, on yesterday's program, we were talking about um, the caliber of individuals that we bring into this country. We have no qualms at all and no issues with integrating with a lot of people. But my problem is it seems like we're lowballing on the caliber of people that we bring here. And let me be very, very clear. The caliber of who you are has nothing to do with your bank account and what profession you're in, how much money you make. Some lawyers are of low ball caliber too. Domestic helpers might be good caliber people. They're just not making five, $6,000 a month. So it doesn't have anything to do with what you do for a living. So I want to make that point extremely crystal clear. Okay. We need to examine the quality of what we're bringing in. We're now paying a very, very decent salary to teachers. None of them should be complaining making five grand a month. Teachers aid making at least $3,500. But you can't come here with your stink attitude and your even stinker behavior and treating children like animals. And as somebody said, I saw your comment. Thank you for making the point. They said, but wait a minute. Um, are we teaching our children that kicking someone is uh, a- a- 
and we're teaching our children that kicking someone is disrespectful. So the very thing that we're trained to teach children not to do by example or administrators are doing, and you have to hear some people who've come forward since yesterday talking about how these teachers are even talking to children. They don't even know how to talk to a young child, roughing them up. And you know, again, we got to go deep into the cold hard truth this morning. Thank you, Jess. Ch- Jess says, I think the damn fog is clearing this morning. Thank you, Sandra. You're welcome because I'm going to clear another layer of the frog for you. There's some people that we import and hire in. That's why Lizette, uh, what's her, not Lizette, what's her name? Lynette should be very careful hiring her so-called seven Adventist brothers and sisters who don't even really want to be in the Cayman Islands. And the only reason they're here is for that Caymanian dollar and exchange rate. Some of them genuinely do not like us. And by extension, they don't like our children. Okay. They think Caymanians are entitled and Caymanians are this and that. And they got opportunities that old Jamaica didn't get. So that's why that's the only reason that you guys are in a better financial position. And this and they can't stand the ground that they walk on in the Cayman Islands. They have a hatred towards Caymanians. Now, I'm not speaking about every Jamaican. I'm speaking to some of you. And some of you better look deep in your heart and know who you are. Because you know I'm speaking the truth. And they're not the only ones. Oh, I thought I sent out the morning link this morning. You sure? Let me double check. They're not the only ones, my dear. There's a lot of people who come here and are betting, benefiting from this country and cannot stand us as a nation and who we are and what we do. Hmm? And so every opportunity they get to take it out on us or our children, they will do so. You can imagine. And that's the God's honest truth. That's the cold hard truth. How, how horrible is that? They don't even like us. And yet they're here and we're paying them to deal with our children. And that is why they have this hatred towards little five-year-old children. Huh? That's the truth. Y'all don't believe me? Y'all need to open your eyes. How do we address this? Well, maybe you need to start hiring your own damn people and stop importing so many people. You know, um, it's so funny because private sector has to submit a plan, right? Succession training, business staffing plan. What are you going to do? How are you going to bring in Caymanians? This is the next thing. Where is, where is the succession planning within the civil service for teachers, for example? They brought in over a hundred and something the other day and only 30 something of them were Caymanians. And I bet you of the 30 something of those that are Caymanians, let's pare it down. Probably only 10 were even born in this country. The rest have status and blah, blah, blah. And y'all wonder why some of these children can't learn, why some of them are angry and why they're having issues. Take a look at what you're surrounding your children with. People who don't even like them, people who hate them. You don't think that kids can pick up on that type of negativity when they're around it every single day? 
Y'all gotta be joking. Miss pa Paula asking, my, may mighty God help us? He helps those who help themselves, so y'all better find a way to help yourself. Tanisha Williams says, amen. Austin says, amen. Siobhan says, exactly. Miss Paula says she was previously teaching in Colombia. I bet you she never pick up her foot and kick no Colombian children. Hmm. Trust me. She would have found out about a Spanish machete real quick. She never kicked no Colombian children there, did she? It's only the Caymanian children that they feel like they can come and treat less than. Why is that? And I want to be very, very clear. There are a lot of good teachers in the system. There are great teachers in private schools and public schools that actually do care. And then there's the bad seeds who have a history of demonstrating violence towards children and, you know, one child, two child, I have to then question, why are you always kicking people, children? Why are you always putting your hands on people, children? What is wrong with you? Because I can't fathom. I saw somebody put, well, what did the child do? Y'all need a hush. Why are you all always blaming victims? How can you say, what did a five-year-old child do to deserve to get kicked by a big, hardback, rough-looking woman like this? How old she is? What her name is again? Hold on one second. Let me go look it up now. Like, really? Are y'all kidding me? You have the audacity to ask, what did the five-year-old do to deserve it? What was he doing? I want to know in your mind. Like I said, short of you know, coming at her with a knife and about to, like little Chucky in the movie, about to slice her ankles off. Short of that, what would she, what would the child have been doing to deserve somebody to use their foot on them as a means of discipline? Hmm? That's what I want to know. So according to her credentials, she was at Cayman Academy for five years. Did she kick any of those children? Or did they get a pass because they're seven-day children and then she's seven-day at Venice? So, you know, she's not kicking them down. I just need to know. What determines who gets kicked? What determines who gets the foot treatment? All right, she was at Mandeville, West Indies College Basic School for 10 months. She seems to move around a few times now. English teacher in Colombia for a year and one month. Like I said, them Colombians, they wasn't going to mess with her. Then she went to Hero Circle Seventh-day Adventist Basic School. She was there the longest for 12 years. Then she went to Launch, launch Pad Enrichment Center. Doesn't say how long she was there for because according to her um, thing, that's the last place that she was at. So she does not even put and update her credentials of how long she's been working at a government school. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Oy. Mm -mm. I tell you what, couldn't have been me. No, honey, child. Lord knows. Thank you, Jesus, for not making it my child. 
because I get to stay another day out of prison. Wow. Isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing that my child not a prospect primary and it wasn't my child that got the foot treatment because the good Lord knows, honey child, that would be the day. Even to him would have been like, oh, Sandy, I got to come and see you. That's next level. Good morning, Miss Brenda. She says, where's the parent of this child? And please, somebody tell me that they whooped her. You know what? Of course not, because most of us are still law-abiding citizens. Even when something like this happens, we want to try to work with the system. We want the proper investigation to happen and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, I don't have much faith in the system. What do you think is going to come out of this? Nothing. Lucille says, "If that, I know one thing. I want to kill mine. Uh, my, I, uh, I want to kill mine them every day. I birthed them, so make them, so make me kill them uh, on one, no one else. Morning, Sherry Ann. She says, big time dad to who? Miss Sue saying that she's watching and this is unbelievable. Shanae says, it's performing exorcism and who? God knows my head would have chipped with all that. No, sir. Yes, my dear. Another situation. Mash, you investigated it. No criminal charges will be brought against that woman who was actually committing an assault when she was giving your children a substance to drink. Yes, go read the story. That all now, nobody don't know what she was giving them, what she was splashing them in the face with and all kind of foolishness. They say, Dump, they know who to frighten. I reckon that they know. They really know. Because it wouldn't have been me, honey, chill. That was Red Bay Primary, by the way. Um, that that foolishness was going on. Hmm. Uh, Marshall says that when she packed her stuff up at the school, she would have head straight to the airport and get the hell out of Cayman. Let the process take its place. And the other thing is, they do an investigation, and guess what? We, the people, don't even get to see the investigation. It's on our dime, and we don't get to see anything. They probably don't even want to give the investigation to the very parents of the child that's involved. How about that? As Paula said to read her, I'm only here to tell the truth. And it's absolutely ridiculous that you could be doing stuff like this. Ms. Brenda, you're absolutely right. She said that's jail time for child abuse. It's so, we so slack that that is not even seen as child abuse. How, and how is that? That's what I'd like to know. Morning, Miss Andrea. Magdalene says succession planning. She laughs, asking long time, <laughs> don't exist in the civil service. I wonder who will tell the director of CBC I waiting to see. <sighs> Marshall says that the education department and ministry is a big joke. I mean, let me break this down for you, right? Because imagine that our children are having to deal with this and y'all are wondering why they can't learn. They got stresses at home. Some of them have bad parents and, you know, they're in abusive relationships and situations at home. People beating them up at home. Some are being sexually molested and abused. And then on top of it, they go to school to get kicked down by teachers. And you wonder why the poor little children can't learn. Wow. The exposure to violence is, is really quite shocking. Miss Darlene says, hire a few locals just to make it look good. And they're talking about parents teaching our children manners. 
But if parents do that, then they'd be exposed to such monsters eight hours a day. Ms. Moya says every news event that I've seen on the blogs and social media has identified and has the name displayed for teachers involved. Should we tag a few for reference? Like I said, Alastair, uh, David, or whatever the heck his name is, does not read those publications, so he don't have a clue. He's using an outdated standard from, from you know, 1972 when they didn't name people, because even in the UK, they're starting to name people now as well. So I don't know what he's talking about, public interest and journalistic principles. He needs to get a clue. The year is 2023, sir. And if we have to name and shame people, then by all means, we are going to do so. And it is what it is. You don't have to like it. Like I said, no one is begging you to read the platform. Just keep scrolling. Block it. You can actually, you know, you can actually block CMR so that the posts don't even come up where you see them. Exercise that right, sir. One, two look clicks and you're done. Yasmin says, I don't care what the child did. She's a baby. Again, five years old. Five years old is in year one. Miss hmm. Brenda says she's lucky. She's so lucky that that wasn't my child. You would have been talking about something different this morning. Miss Brenda, believe me, you. We would have been applauding you this morning for stepping up to the plate as a parent and doing what you're supposed to do, protect your children. And if that came in the form of thumping her back with your foot to show her what that feels like, then, you know, that's self-defense as far as I'm concerned, and you're entitled to do so. And there's no sensible jury in this country that would have convicted you of anything or any other parent. When parents step up to the plate and they're trying to be good parents and they're trying to protect their children and they care about this kind of stuff, as that previous caller said, who had her 18-month-old hit with some object, they don't even know what it is, some hard object on the back where she had bruises on her back, the child was crying, she was in so much pain. When parents try to come forward and talk to the police, you know what the police did? Jamaican officer, by the way, dismissive of her. Well, we can't really prove that this happened. Who else is going to be hitting my child with a spoon on the back or whatever when the child is with me 24-7 and I know I didn't do it? The dogs at home didn't do it. Who else would have done it? It had to happen at the school. Well, we can't prove that it was this particular parent, uh, this particular teacher. The same teacher who's been aggressive and yelling and screaming at the child and all kind of stuff, which was observed Observed by the parents? You see? When good parents have enough and then they step up to the plate, then they become the problem. I'm really begging you teachers. I know the school year, and imagine it's just the second year of school, you know? What's she going to do in a couple months when she really feels stressed out? School has not even started good yet. She should still be refreshed from her two months of summer vacation. Do it full pay. Don't forget. Teachers get summer vacations off and they get full pay for two months. And a lot of them don't do nothing during those two months. Hmm? So explain to me if she's already feeling this level of stress where she has to take it out on this poor little child. What is going to happen in the next three, four months? 
It's, it's just completely unacceptable behavior, in fact. And whoever the parent is, I don't know who the parent is of this child. They've not yet reached out. I'm going to encourage them to be an advocate for your child. Do not let the system railroad you into thinking that nothing has happened. I don't know what's going on with the calls this morning. They all seem to be dropping. Let me see if I can call. I was having an issue with Flow where I paid my bill and they were still claiming it wasn't paid days later. I was like, really? Here's my online receipt, honey chair. So I don't know if there's something going on with the calls this morning when they're dropping, but let me call you back. This number does not subscribe to a voicemail. Okay. All right. Call back, honey child. Uh, Andrea says, I have one problem with some of these teachers. Only one? You're lucky. They look and dress awful, dragging a little flip-flop and a little piece of ugly thighs on. Don't even talk about their hairstyles. What a mess. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandra. Curtis and Brock, how are you doing? Hey, Curtis, how are you? Imagine okay. if they did this to you, little grandbabies. I know you got some little young ones that you love to pieces. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that someone has called you or called the show to deal with this problem as yet, though. Well. <laughs> or issue a statement, whatever. Listen to me. Oh, you mean from the ministry? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. child, please. You don't hold your breath for them. Yeah. yeah, but another thing they need to look into, you said that's not about the teachers going home for two months. Every time they go home for the two months, they comes back. If it's not Corona, it's some sort of flux. I guess you could hear I got it though too. And you, you got the Rona the again? Children. No, not Rona. <laughs> the, the flux. Oh. <laughs> but they, they come, the children in the school in came and rocket drop down like flies. They mm -hmm. come back with, with, with all these diseases after summer and then load the children up. Mm -hmm. Maybe they should give them another month holiday that they don't sing their children so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on that one. All right, my dear. <laughs> okay. uh, Lizzie says, 17 years ago, a teacher from Cayman Academy sent my son home with bruises in his stomach where she had pinched him. 17 years ago. Um, Lizzie, what did you do, may I ask? Because I, I wouldn't go so. I'm just saying. Andrea says they're not setting any examples. Back in the days, teachers dressed properly going into the classroom. Jade, good morning. Uh, this is a great question, Jade. And I saw somebody else ask this question earlier as well. She says, first of all, I don't even know why these government schools don't have camera systems. Blows my mind, really. That's a good question. And I think that all classrooms... All schools should have world-class, since we love to use the word world-class, let's have some world-class CCTV footage in classrooms and everywhere for the protection of our children, our teachers, administrators, everybody. That's because they don't want you to know what's going on in those classrooms, why they don't have it. There's some private schools you can log in online and see exactly what's happening in the classroom. Why don't we have that level of transparency since we want to be world-class? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Oh, I'm grateful. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um, just want to put in a little 10 cents worth here mm -hmm. on this child abuse mm -hmm. taking place in the schools. Let me tell you something. This has been happening from Hell's Gate Open. Mm. And I can remember a time when I was in high school, 
Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call the name of the person, but um, there was a young man in the school and not saying that he wasn't a challenging child, but however, doesn't give anybody the right to lay hands on him. And some teacher turned fool and did that. And the boy went home and he told his father. His father came straight up to the school. He marched right through the gate. In fact, I think he drove his truck as far as he could get it in. This is the, the school now that I think is called Cypec. Back then it was Cayman Islands High School. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and the teacher, the parent found that teacher. And let me tell you something. Every student and every other teacher witnessed that that day mm. because it took all of them to tear him off for him. Hmm. And then he put his child back in the class and he said, so that's an example to any other one of you that think you're going to lay your hands on my child. Mm -hmm. My child mm -hmm. has done something wrong and you think it has come to that, you call me. I'll discipline him in the presence of you. Mm -hmm. But you don't lay hands on my child and treating my child like he's a man and you can beat him like a man. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to say, and this of course goes way back too, because this was when my daughter was in school and I can even call the name of the school, but parents need to be very careful where they're sending their children to school. Mm -hmm. As you rightly said a few minutes ago, a lot of these nationalities it's not that they don't dislike us or dislike our children. They don't care. <laughs> That's it. They don't mm. care. And so, I mean, it wasn't a case of um, a teacher abusing my child. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it was a case of, I guess I'm going to say, me being naive to the fact that mm -hmm. we had so much racism and prejudice in schools. Right. And for the school that she went to... Um, and there were other Caymanian children there too. But of course, you know, they were doing what the other ones were doing so that they could be accepted by them. And that's a shame. Mm -hmm. I won't go down that road today. That's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But that, that is 50% of the problem. And so my, my, I used to get up in the mornings and, you know, make a snack for my child or, you know, mm -hmm. buy stuff to pack the snack and made her lunch. And that is what she took to school because she was sick and tired of being um, served pizza or a cold patty or whatever mm -hmm. for lunch. But that was an option. You know, you could pay for lunch with mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. and, and I preferred to make her food because at least I know what she was eating. Anyway, and she came home and she told me about this boy. Sadly, he was a Caymanian boy mm -hmm. who was basically spitting at her lunch mm -mm. because her lunch was different than their mm -hmm. cold pizza and cold patty. And mm. I said, but did you tell the teacher? Mm -hmm. He said, the, and the teacher was from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm from New Zealand. And she said to me, mommy, she said, when I tried to tell her, she says, go and sit down. No tattletales. I said, really? Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. so of course, mm -hmm. the next day, I was at the school. And I parked right outside the gate and I walked in. I went straight to the classroom. I didn't knock her anything. Mm -hmm. Rachel was sitting there. It was lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And I walked straight to her. And I said, I can't remember her name. And that's not important at this time. Mm -hmm. I said, I need. She looked up at me like she was shocked. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, I need to have a word with you. 
And she said, I said, no, no, we're going to have it right here. Mm, mm, mm. And I said to her, uh, but she knew, you know, who I was. And Orbitron was my child. And then I said to her, you know, that my child has been coming home, telling me that this is what's happening. Oh, I, let me just say how I figured out something was wrong. She was bringing the food back home. And I was, I couldn't figure out why she wasn't eating the food. Mm-hmm. And that's when she told me what was happening. Anyway, I said, you know, I told her to come and tell you. Mm-hmm. And she said she tried, but you sent her, sent her back and told her that no tartan tails. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you something. I don't know where you come from, but I'll tell you how it's done here. I said, yes, I agree that we shouldn't have tartan tails. But a child trying to come and tell you what's going on, what another child mm-hmm. to them. It's not a tattoo tale. I said, the reason I am present here today is to tell you, I said, you notice I didn't go to the office? Mm-hmm. I came straight to you. Because if my child comes back home to tell me that any child in this class has done her anything, mm-hmm. I said, I will not be speaking to any teacher. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I am coming into this class and I'm going to deal with that child. Mm-hmm. If you want to call that child's parents now, tell them what their child is doing and put them a notice, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. But just know, I will not be coming back here to say anything. Mm-hmm. And say, mm-hmm. As I am here now, move him from my child. Mm-hmm. Send him anywhere else except by my child. And I will be checking to find out mm-hmm. if the seat arrangements got changed after I left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with any of them. She was frightened to death. <laughs> she must have went and told the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay where it was. It was the Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And she went and she told, yes, she told the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So I guess they were all looking at me as this crazy woman. Mm-hmm. But when I came, oh, be careful with her, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what, I didn't have another incident with my child. Mm-hmm. So I said, mm-hmm. I have to say, parents, Nobody can do you anything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. defending and standing up for your child. And let me tell you something. You are then sending your child another message, mm-hmm. which is a sad message. And that is, I have no mm-hmm. one to protect me. And you don't want your child going through life with that. Mm-hmm. It is better mm-hmm. for your child to see you buff somebody down, defending them when they, when your the child is right. Now, when mm-hmm. the child is wrong. Yes, yes. And at least. They will say, okay, mm-hmm. my mommy or my dad is going to stand up for me. Of mm-hmm. course, it has to be explained to them. Yeah. You're not going through like doing this and this is what can happen. Don't let anybody lay hands on your child. Right. That's a very traumatizing experience. Some children never get over mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. the teachers, I say this before and I'm going to keep saying it. A lot of our children, the reason they have turned out wrong mm-hmm. is because of those very teachers. Back in my day, that could not happen. And I don't want nobody to say, oh, times have changed. Hmm. It hasn't changed. If our children are being sent to school to be educated, we are trusting them at the school. They spend more time there than they spend at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it's the teacher's responsibility to not educate them in the class, yes. but to educate them otherwise. That's how it was done back in my day. Thank and you. that is what should be expected from mm-hmm. them now. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Good morning. All right, ma'am. Good morning. Yes, 936-2626. Um, somebody said Miss Brenda handed her her you know what on a silver platter. 
Um, and folks, like like she said, if your children are wrong, you don't cloak up children in wrongness. You deal with a situation. I tell my daughter, I said, don't ever come and lie to me. If the teacher says Gianna did X, Y, Z, I'm more inclined to believe the teacher. So come to me straight. But sometimes you've got these school teachers, administrators, who they're the ones who are in the wrong. And they're the ones, as in that situation, telling a child, oh, don't come to me and complain. So you're basically telling that child, oh, just, just be bullied um, over your school lunch because you're taking a packed lunch and your school lunch is a little bit different. And then you have no one to complain to when these boys and girls are, are, are you know, abusing you over your school lunch. Some of these teachers have no, uh, my God, we're saying that we expect the children to have communication skills and conflict resolutions when the teachers themselves don't even have it. DJ Yo-Yo says that's another topic to bring up food quality at schools. I don't know how many of you have been getting complaints from your kids regarding school lunch, not even being cooked properly, serving raw chicken. Unfortunately, we, we've touched on it before. Um, Jermaine says, good morning. Forgive me and correct me, if I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This person sounds like he doesn't have any child, but it's a she, and doesn't have to go to uh, PPS or simply this one, uh, or simply his one, those, I got kids, but I really don't care. Two of my kids go to Prospect Primary and one of them is in year one. I don't care if it's important for me to know the kind of environment. Oh, you're speaking about the lawyer. My apologies. I got you. Um, I'm sure he has kids. Um, I do care. And it's important for me to know the kind of environment my kids are in, especially when they don't get um, beat up at home. And you're going to tell me a teacher is going to do that at school. You must have some sort of mental disorder. What a mess. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Miss Virginia says, bring back Mr. Reed, former principal. He wouldn't have stood for this nonsense. Well, where did he go? Uh, Miss Lisa confirms that she went to the school. This is um, the one at Cayman Academy. Reported the incident and they fired her, as they, as they rightfully should. Like I said, no excuse for a teacher putting um, their children, their hands on young children, five years old. So now this teacher, this is what I want to see is going to happen now. She's already had two chances, right? Two strikes. Let's let them complete this second investigation. But should she continue to even be in the classroom at this point? I think it's time for her to go. Whether or not they're going to do anything criminally with this or not, it's time for her to go. Clearly, she has no control. To that last caller, uh, Ms. Sue says, exactly right, caller. I had to defend my children many times. Uh, Ms. Shanae says, this caller gave me chills. Children definitely are looking on and taking notes, even when we don't know. Agreed. I rate her to go to the teacher and insisting on what's right in front of her child and with tack. Agreed. Don't cloak them if they're wrong, and if they're right, defend them for sure. Alejandro says, I teach your children how to talk and have confidence in you as parents and show them how to handle a situation the right way. No violence is needed. I mean, you can teach your children that, but when, when people, school administrators, school teachers are bringing violence to your children, how do you expect children are going to react? <sighs> Good morning. Good morning. Um, this person says, um, oh, sorry. Uh, quite a few comments coming in on the WhatsApp this morning as well. Uh, this person says, as a matter of fact, all work print holders should remain, should remain in a job 
for at least three years before they can go to a new job. Uh, they come here job hopping. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Another person says, uh, love it. A child's home is checked for safety, including abusive environments because of a family members are abusive and government, then government will intervene. So when parents accept or defend teachers who are abusive to others, uh, but forget their child is still exposed to bullying, cruelty, and abuse, they're forgetting the impact of that environment on our impressionable young minds. Uh, many children develop anxiety, depression, et cetera, from these classrooms, not even in their homes. It is in the interest of the public to not tolerate this anonymous as a concerned Cayman in parent. Thank you very much for that comment. Another person says, good morning. If a teacher puts their foot on any child of mine, uh, getting their name on CMR is the least of their worries. Hmm. I was going to uh, get featured in CMR for ramming my foot up their throat and through their expletive. (laughs) Uh, uh, These so-called Christian teachers or something else had to confront one one time and the lying expletive denied what she said to my child. After I repeated it and said it was said in a class full of children, she fessed up and claimed that that was not what she meant. I was like, whatever, and hung up. Lord Jesus. Mm-mm. Wow. Another comment says, um, yeah, because my son said, mommy, I don't like that teacher uh, she's this was just the person says, I don't like that dark teacher. I like the white teacher. And this was his second week of school. Um, and that's what he had. That's what he has. So he has this woman as a teacher. And he's saying that he prefer the white lady probably because she treats him nice for looking. He now used to all the screaming and kicking and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, Uh, What an ineffective education minister and imported unqualified teachers. Is there any wonder that our youth are failing in school? Peel the onion, Sandy. Many layers to this. Jamaicans are very jealous of Caymanians' prosperity. Not all, but there are some. And unfortunately, we're putting some of those people in very dangerous positions in this country. Dangerous in the sense that they have power. So y'all better wake up. That's all I'm saying. This other person says, good morning. I'm watching. They should have cameras in every classroom. What are they hiding? They claim that they can't afford it. Now, hear them. Um, so, oops. Oh, no. Did I just close that link by accident? Hold on. Oh, shoot. I think I closed that all my links by accident. Oh, my Lord. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, give me one second here. Yes. I just accidentally closed out my show links. Yikes. My apologies. I hit some button and it went bloop. Um, hello? hello? Hi. <laughs> no, Sandy, I with my daughter, you know. Yeah, so. I hear her. Hello? Hi. What are you doing? Hello. I don't think that she can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hello, mama. What are you doing? Hello. Hi. I hear you. Yes, Andy. You know, I I will I will going to talk about the, the with the principal and 
teacher in school, right? Oh. I remember when I was going to primary school, they had a, my teacher, my principal was missing, and this lady, this lady used to have a lot of discipline, you know? She used to teach us a lot of discipline, and she used to do a lot of bad things in the bathroom, like throwing tissue paper with, with uh, um, Alejandro, Alejandro, one, one, one second for me. I got kicked out oh. of the studio and I've come back just giving feedback. Just just one second. I'm trying to see if I can um Oh yeah, hearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what um happened just now. Um somehow I have um but it seems like it thinks I'm still logged in. So I'm trying to figure this one out. Hold on one second for me. I have somehow managed to kick myself out of the um Hmm. Busy or temporarily unavailable. I'm not sure how I did this one. Uh, oh my goodness. Let me see what I've managed to do here this morning, folks. Just hang with me. I'm not sure you guys can hear me still, but. Um, hmm. This is strange. Yeah, I hear a lot of feedback. Yeah, so do I. I'm trying to figure out what I've somehow managed to do here. Uh, give me one second. Let me see what's going on. I might have to. So it says that Chrome, it says it's, this is bizarre. It says that it's open, but I'm not seeing Chrome. It's like literally disappeared from my screen. Uh, hold on one second for me, Alejandro. No problem. Ah, here we go. Hold on. I think I see what's going on. So somehow, oh my gosh, this is so weird. Give me one second, folks. I'm going to close out some of these other. Um, okay, here we go. I think, no. Oh, no. I think I'm done. No, I still hear the feedback. Yes. Some, give me one second. That was weird. No, it's still doing. No, your your feedback is back now.
so then we all get to the end. We all get a a, a belt. Mm-hmm. We all get a belt, and that wasn't abuse. That was actually discipline because we didn't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, and the current because you were doing wrong, we were doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, jokes. For my apologies for the feedback of the stream. I somehow yeah, managed to open. Yeah, I somehow managed to open a second desktop, and although I think I've closed it, it's still giving a bit of a feedback. So I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do that actually. That's so. Bad. Thank you, Alejandro, for comment. But yeah, uh, this is so weird. So I, I see the issue is it has been logged in twice, but I don't know how to remove. The other version of myself is not bizarre. Okay, hold on. Okay. I think I may have just resolved it. Uh, yes, can y'all hear me okay now? Anyway, that was bizarre, but I think I may have resolved it. It was like logging me in twice. Oh, what a hot mess. Um. Anyway, folks, that's something new. I need to learn how to not open a second desktop. I didn't even know you could open a second desktop. It's like a whole new world out there with that option. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, folks, um, you know, I am hopeful that the um, school administrators, we're not done with prospect primary. This is what I want to say to the parents who are dealing with situations over there. Y'all have got to come forward. I cannot help you. I cannot highlight the issues that are happening in this country if I do not know anything about them. And so, oh, well, I thought this parent told you. No, I thought this parent told you. I don't, listen, get yourselves together and come forward. Right? So, um, mm -hmm. getting some more details on what happened. Somebody sent me a picture of a little child. Oh, my God. This is what happened to my two-year-old grandson at Precious Jim's preschool. And one of the three teachers, they could not tell the mother what happened when we went to the Bottentown police station and the matter was handed over to MASH. And we have yet to hear from them. In any event, the child did not go back to the preschool and I demanded a refund of the payment. We're not dropping the matter. I, I don't want to show this poor little child, but the child got one big bruise underneath the eye and looks like it might've been hit in the eye and the underneath part is all swollen up. My God, what on earth is going on? It's horrible. Um, we have a license that has been found for Lisa Anglin. Anybody know Lisa Anglin? Lives in Bodentown, I have a Bodentown address. Your license has been found. Um, please come forward, we'll post it on social media. But if you know Lisa Anglin, Ask her in any event uh, to give us a call. This person says, good morning, Sandra. Shame on that teacher. I don't care where she's from. Thank you for speaking out. She needs a one-way ticket to wherever the heck she came from. Don't mistreat children. Uh-huh. Um, let me just read. Uh, back in, this person says, good morning, Sandy. Back in 2007, a teacher was in a primary school was telling a child in front of other children, you see what you write about me in your, you write about me, it's your mother. And she repeated it multiple times. And, you know, I couldn't help, but I told her as a teacher, she should take the child to the principal's office and let them deal with it. 
up until today, she don't talk to me, but I could, um, but I told her, whatever you do, don't touch any of my children because um, it would be me and you. Sorry, but she was a Jamaican teacher too. Hmm. The aggression seems to exist in a real way, honey chill. Mm-mm. These teachers better get it together. All right, folks, um, that's our program for the day. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we will definitely be back, um, you know, on tomorrow's segment. We'll see what more we could possibly find out and uh, take it from there. We'll keep you all abreast. Have a wonderful afternoon, wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 